Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. Lord, all nice and central. I took a, a semester or two of radio in high school. Oh, you did? You know what the biggest trick I remembered from let me, radio? Let me ask you something really quick, though. How okay. many kids went to your high school? A couple thousand, I think. Yeah, because you'd have to to have a radio course, right? Yeah. So what was the thing you learned? The 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 big trick was turning your head and continuing to talk in the mic. See, ra- like dis- like radio hosts now, the only thing you do is talk into the microphone. And that's it. Everything else is automated for the most part. There's people, to, but you were grabbing these old like cassettes and putting in PSAs and then queuing up music and then queuing up the next one and then getting that track ready to go. Wow. All this stuff at the same time. So you're constantly looking around while you were talking. And what I remember in particular was, uh, <clears throat> people would do this. They'd go, so anyway, we're, uh, we're coming back live in just a minute. Here and <laughs> And they would do that all the time. So you would you would learn to turn and talk through your mic while you were looking this way a little bit. So you kind of, you know what I mean. And you did you did all that. <clears throat> so you played tracks, spoke. Was this a that they have a campus radio station that you got to periodically do shows on? Yeah, I'd get to do like a like a half an hour, an hour usually with somebody else, or like you would do it during your. Uh, like you could do it during your study mm-hmm. hall or whatever. You would like basically check out the radio room. And you would have a partner and then you'd be graded and you'd have to do all this stuff. And you had to write like your your scripts or you'd have to put together like, I can't remember what it's called, but like a program for here's what we're going to do. And then at 105, I'm going to play this PSA. And then at 112, I'm going to play this this commercial. And then I'm going to so, do this. And you would have to write it out. And there was like a specific like, uh, like you didn't use spaces. You used like a double slash yeah. to indicate a space. So you do, do this whole thing. And then I, I remember um, my uh, my instructor or teacher or whatever it was like a former radio guy and so i remember Ooh, like, that had to be rough <clears throat> for him but yeah but i remember <laughs> yes and and uh i remember i had to do like my final exam or something it was like me and another student you would like co-host or whatever and that person didn't show up or was sick or whatever so awesome you had me to and the, the professor show. did it whoa and he thought it was a blast because it was like podcasting almost he was queuing me up he was like a pretty witty guy yeah and he would like cue something up and then i would smash it nice and he was like no one none of the high school kids could do that with each other so we were doing that back and forth <laughs> and it ended up being fun your teacher's like oh, we're doing way better than all the high schoolers <laughs> yes because yes. you know you grew up in chicago by the way dan betts finally on the show we've been planning this for two or three years now and we finally made it work. Finally made it work. <clears throat> Between you, the, you've been planning it. I've been a horrible. No, I've been I've been just as bad too. Because I'll be like, hey, let's do it this weekend, and then I just disappear as as well. And I would always blame that on your memory, but it was me too. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. I felt really bad. Thanks no, for just now coming clean and letting me know that it was that you played a role in it. I'll well. only c- reveal myself on mic. So <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that we started yet. By the way, you were we, supposed, you were supposed to give me like the like the Wayne's World ooh, three and five. two and the, <laughs> but the <laughs> silent yes yes. Um, so your teacher in this class, if he was a radio guy in Chicago, he was probably a a really big because this is probably mid to late nineties. It's not important. It is important. You're, you're older than me. I feel like the <laughs> listeners should know that you're older than me. This you're, is mid mid to late 90s. I've been saying you're 40 for three years, but you're almost there. 
Yeah. Okay. Again, I just want people to know. Let's not dwell on it, though. Let, you know what I mean? But Let's anyway. Go. Back to my instructor. This guy was probably big in Chicago radio in early to mid-80s, and so it's cool that you get this experience, but he's got to be sitting back somewhere going, until Stern, I was the guy. It, Stern did, probably ruined this guy. Stern ruined this guy. Was Stole his girlfriend. Are you serious? No. That'd be cool. If it was, <laughs> that'd be cool if it was true. Possible. Yeah. His mom. But I think and his um, girlfriend was Robin Quiver. <laughs> no, that'd be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, it's a good question. I wonder if the guy was like a big deal, or or I mean, he also could have, you know, like the like the what's the saying? If you can't do teach or whatever. Yep. So he might have been some like failing out flunking. Do you remember his name? Gary Indiana comedian or something or uh, no, comedian. radio host or whatever. Yeah, comedian. Freudian slip. Yeah, when you say <laughs> one, you say one thing, but you mean your mother. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, do you remember this guy's name? I don't. Oh. I'm I'm gonna go find. I'll find a yearbook. Here's another thing that we always kind of talk about, but we we were born a generation. We were born a generation too early and two generations too late. But in the too early realm, this is a perfect example. Imagine if you grew up today and you were 15 years old and you had these radio credits and you had a Facebook and you had an Instagram and you had a TikTok and you had like 30 or 40 shows that you'd done. So by the time you graduate high school, you've probably got a following of 15,000 people. Wouldn't that be unbelievable? And, that, and you can do this, by the way. You're, you can get a little recorder and start a podcast. You would be, if you had this class, now, if you were 15 now and had this class, you would be famous by college. Oh, yeah. If I was 15 and had this class right now, I didn't see the, the future of it. And I remember thinking, uh, much how I feel about comedy right now, as a teenager, that being like a radio host was out of reach. Yep. That's a very select few people that can do that. You got to be like uber talented or you got to have uh, connections or this, that, the other thing. And it just never even seemed that there was any possible. That was like... Uh, to me, it was almost like, oh, I'm going to be Tom Cruise. Highly unlikely. It's surprising for me to hear you say that growing up where you did, because you're in Chicago, which is a major metro city, and it has opportunity. I mean, it had Second City. It, you had all these artists that have come out of there. So I, th I figured that you may be a little closer to the business, but it sounds like you grew up in the same way as I did, which is unless you really live out west or maybe in New York City where you're in a nerve center, you grew up, I feel bashful about this all the time, that... It wasn't until I was 23 or 24 years old that I realized that you can try doing comedy. Like that they had to start yeah. and try somewhere. I would watch Comedy Central and I I, my brain never even made the connection that these people just weren't anointed comedians and they just went out and were, they were blessed to do it. I didn't even think about earning it in a job program. No, that's a really interesting point because I, I, the same thought would apply to me about comedy as well. You can look at uh, an, a LeBron James or Michael Jordan or anybody in the NBA and you know what they went through and what they did and how they got there in that path and how many years and how many miles and whatever. Yep. And yet for comedy, I never could have made that connection That's that right. you have to suck an open mic and do these road gigs. And it was very mysterious almost. Yeah. I just interpreted it as either you're funny or you're not. Yeah. And then that's it. You get to be a comedian or right. you don't get to be a comedian. Yeah, there's no stats until you're famous. Correct. The first time you see a comedian, they are famous. Yeah, that's a really good point too, I never right? thought of it. For, you can literally look at... There's no college stats for a comedian. There's no <laughs> stats at all, right? Yeah. Yeah, you don't look at like a yeah a high schooler or, or, or a college player and go, oh, they've got this many free throws and this blah, 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 blah. There's none of that either. Right. It's this or it's that. That's yep. it. 
Which is weird because you living in Chicago never made that connection. And it sounds like that's just kind of the way it is socially there. But here, you could live in a 2,000-person town here. And because you're 80 miles from Los Angeles, for some reason, they're all clued into the business a little bit. Mm. You can't talk to three people out here without <clears throat> them knowing someone who's a producer or they're working on something. They do art at First Friday. And they're... And they're they're going to they're they're in a creative writing course at USC. Everybody here is plugged into it. It's like um, whenever I when I visited Washington D.C. I, I didn't do it until late in life, even though I grew up. Near, I was like a humble brag. Near I travel. I, I've been I've been <laughs> I get around. So I went to Washington D.C. and I could not believe how hooked how juiced in to politics everyone was. I was at a library and I'm like, how are things? Well, we have another election coming up. I'm like, we're at a library. That's how it is out here with Hollywood. Is if you're within a four or five hour radius, everybody's kind of juiced into how the quote biz works. Yeah, that's true. And it's it's really strange. I mean, obviously you're coming from East Coast. I'm coming from Chicago. I think a lot of people like if you've never traveled, if you never lived someplace else or bounced around a little bit like I have or you, you have even to being, uh, you know, uh, your college and stuff. Um, you don't realize that different states or different cities have an entirely different attitude yeah. and a different feel and what goes into that, what makes that up. I think there's something weird about even just California or um, Western half of the U.S. as a whole and just in general, right? Like you had pilgrims showed up on the East Coast and then how long did it take? for the West to kind of get settled, right? right? And then who were the people that chose to do that? Kind of a wild bunch probably to begin with or potentially maybe desperate or a little bit kind of daring. Like for you to set out in like a horse and wagon and decide, I'm going to go out to Cal, I'm going to cross mountains. I've played Oregon Trail. Oh yeah, me you gotta too. You got to ford the river. Great. The kid's going to die of dysentery. You <laughs> know this and you're like, well, we're going to do it anyway. Yeah, I don't even like that And then that kid. those people that settled there and then several generations later, I think there's still a little bit of that Oh, yeah. Feel that's very different from New York or Chicago. And even now, though, then it was literal, but even now it's figurative. Most of us who come out west do it by desperation. I've got some weird driving force yeah. in me. Here's something that broke my heart when I got here, though. Did you also go through a heartbreaking moment when you realized that you being the Chicago guy out here is not unique at all? Um, not only was it not unique in our specific area, people didn't almost didn't like it. You yep. know what I mean? There's like, you're like, look down upon some big city kid. First time I was on a stage in Los Angeles and it was some open, it might've been, uh, flappers or something like that. I thought, I thought I was going to be, I've been a new kid a lot in, in the same area, but even a new kid from town to town is always fun for me. So I'm, I go to LA and I'm like, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the guy from Pennsylvania. And they're going to be like, wow, this guy's a little rough around the edges. And I get, I say, I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm not from here. And ev I could tell everyone looks at me like, no shit. No one gives a shit. No one's from here. We're all, dude, yeah. we're all pretenders. Transplants. Yeah. I said, I'm from Pennsylvania. And like, <laughs> there were like, it was, it was maybe 20 people at an open mic. And like four of them went, woo. <laughs> don't, don't you love that? By the way, if you say that, when you say the thing that you're expecting a woo and you're not asking for a woo. You're just ex you just know that it's usually there. Yeah. And then some nights it doesn't come. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the strangest shit. Or if it doesn't come, that's bad. But then there's the difference when you get like one mm -hmm. because that one person acknowledged for the rest of the audience that something was supposed to be there and didn't happen. So you say like, oh, my wife and I just had a kid and, and there's fucking nothing. And you're, and you're playing the beats because you're used to working. OK, so the beats for this joke, I'm used to saying I just had a baby and you guys clap and then I do whatever. But now it's going to make me seem like I'm really self-centered. 
because you you're waiting yes. on it because you're used to it and yes. then they don't get it and you're looking around like what is why aren't you clapping it seems like you're <laughs> waiting for that praise and you are in the sense that i know that i have i can't i can't let that praise or that that laughter applause or whatever come and then it steps on where i started to go so you got to wait for that beat but you do you do this like yeah you know i'm a veteran or i, I just had a kid or i'm out here from pennsylvania and nothing or one jamoke in the back of the it might like, fucking thanks the one guy. It, it might have been you, but I remember somebody on stage going saying that they were they're a veteran, and it was dead silence. And and one of you went, "Yeah, you're welcome for my service, you pieces of shit." <laughs> <laughs> might, might have been me, <laughs> and it, it was a big burst of laughter because a lot of times too is it's it twelve comics have been on the stage, and everyone has had something for them to clap to, <laughs> right? <laughs> so they just catch it at a weird time, and they and it doesn't click with them of oh that actually. Actually is that's something to clap for it's good to have a good response to that but i think it's it, it, having one chambered sucks for, for it to happen in the moment is fun organically right? is yeah best. you want you just want to be like when you're like yeah i uh i just had a kid and i'm a veteran and there's nothing you want to go hey, give it up for yourselves <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's gonna be my new one and just let them oh fucking cheer for yourselves you selfish bastards my favorite is when you see a comic who's on stage and they're clearly floundering and they give like th two or three applause things in a row because their set's not working and they're right. on a real show. And my favorite thing, I know I've done this to you a dozen times, is they would say like, I just had a kid. And people are like, yeah. And they tell a joke and it didn't work. And they go, so like, how many people here are single? And then they do another yeah. one. And they'd be like, I just got married. And I'll always lean up behind you and whisper, let's give one up for the troops. While yeah. we're at <laughs> and I love when that happens if like the host is trying to do it to get it going. And then you got to come up right <laughs> out. And you're like, hey, keep it going for your host. <laughs> and they're like, dude, we just did four of them. Can we you fuck off for a minute? We just got it going. Yeah. Yeah. How many times do we have to give it up for ourselves for Christ's sake? How do we get it going? After this is all 32. This? Oh, my God. It just feels like gym class. You're just following instructions at some point. It's like jumping jacks. It really is amazing. And you could tell when they wear out and they're like, okay, yeah, enough's enough here. How about you give us a valid reason instead of barking orders at us? Was this Catholic Church? Aren't you excited for that to come back? Catholic Church? No. <laughs> <not ca> <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're going to go to catechism together. See, that just felt like me and my high school radio teacher right Whoa. there. You see how we did that with each we, other? Yeah, we have a good thing. Yeah, it's like a mind We should have been recording for a long time. Yeah, I, it's funny. As soon as as soon as uh, I realized that we were recording, I felt like, and I, I mean, I, we've done this, right? I've done this, but I instantly felt like, uh, what's his face? And uh, I didn't know what to do with my hands. I was like, oh, oh, we're recording. We're recording. Yeah, isn't it weird how that goes? Just the fact that you know it's. I here the analogy I always make is to darts, but the fact that you know this is on, we're kind of talking to each other, not much differently, but a little bit differently than we do. Like I'm, I'm making sure I listen now instead of just listening just for the simple fact that this thing is on and it usually takes about 35 minutes and then it's just it just then, fades away then it's on and popping yeah and I, and I yeah you have to there's something you're thinking about now because before you're just straight up talking yes and now we're straight up talking too but i'm trying to make sure my face is close to the mic and i'm hearing you through this and yeah. i'm making sure i'm waiting for my turn and not step on you a little bit it's a very strange strange thing but i like it you know i learned I mean? a lot about pressure from watching darts on espn the ocho or whatever it was because i imagine you learned a ton <clears throat> <laughs> Tell me what lessons did you glean from watching darts? Have you ever watched professional darts on TV or even in person? I mean, for like, I haven't sat and watched it. I've so, like look, seen it. So here's what you'll see is you'll, there's, they do warm ups and you could see the warm ups and they, and they have analysts that are talking. I mean, if there's a sporting event that 30 people watch, they've got announcers for it. 
And so these announcers are doing their best to just make this thing work. How about being that guy, by the way? Oh, what, what happens when you meet a chick on Tinder? I feel like we should. What, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do for a living? I like, work for ESPN. I'm a, in comedy. <laughs> I'm a I'm a darts commentator. Yeah. Oh, I, that's like me. If if someone asks me, what do you do? Uh, I'm in comedy. Yeah. How so? I'm the house opener at a brewery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really drops the undies, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and so in these dart matches, you watch the warm ups, and they're just bullseye, 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 triple twenty, triple twenty, triple twenty, triple twenty, triple twenty. Then the event starts. The only thing that's changed during the event from warm-ups is that there's a guy on a microphone that after they after they hit it, he goes, triple 20. And that's what he just goes, 50. And the guy throwing darts hears it too, do you think? Every, yeah, everybody hears it. It's, oh, a, yeah, it's over oh, the hilarious. loudspeaker. It's the only difference between warm-ups. There's two differences, that and pressure, the fact that they know. Right. As soon as that event starts, they start missing bullseyes. How strange. Yeah. I'd love to see the data on that, like the graph of like what the drop off ends up being and then yeah. how many darts you throw until you start picking your stuff. I would love up. to see it, too. And I also had some some teacher or something like that who spoke about pressure when I was a kid and talked about how you try to get over it. And he said, I think it was a gym teacher. And he, he said, if I laid a two by four on the ground right now and asked you to walk across it, none of you would have any problem. But if I put that 20 feet in the air, you'd panic. Yeah, true. Pretty wild. True. You got to yank one out before you get started. Everybody That's that's what I did for this podcast. That's what I was yeah. <laughs> on the ride over here. I yeah. was like, all right, I got to get my head right. It was. Only, I can't believe we made it 18 minutes without talking about yanking one off because we can't. It's got to be a record. For we us. can't spend 18 minutes together with the loves of our lives without talking about yanking off. Well, I'm sitting here looking at this enormous cock. Yeah, on for those on the table. For those who don't know, there's uh, there's <laughs> there's no enormous cock in this room except for <laughs> except for a giant rooster that sits between us and two skulls because I felt the need to put some sort of decoration here. And so the giant rooster, or as Dan likes to call it, the big cock, is staring him in the face, and I'm staring at its hind end, and he's grabbing it right now. He's really giving it a good shake. Where'd you get this, by the way? Ooh, good question. I'm. I don't know. I'm guessing Lexi's family got it for me. Oh, good. If yeah. it was, if you just said, oh, I saw it on Amazon and I, got, I would have been unhappy. But if you said like a yard sale or it came up on your wish yeah. on Facebook and you're like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm going to default to Lexi got me this, but I, can't, I really can't remember where this came from. As odd as that is. It has to be her because I found out, I found out that the, the Spanish word for, I think it's rooster, is also what they use as a term of endearment for the... A lot of times for the head paternal person of a family, they call it the gallo. Oh, really? The gallo? Yeah. And so I, I just thought that was cool. And I started calling myself Don Gallo in the, <laughs> around the house. I'm sure her father loves that too, right? <laughs> around, the, around the house. And so they bought me a ton of stuff with roosters on it. It's funny. I was just about to compliment how cultured you are that you're picking up Spanish dating a Latina girl. and Only and curses. You, in yeah. That. And if your friends from back home could see you, but it instantly turned into, I call myself Don Gallo. <laughs> <laughs> There's still like, I, I'm a doofus. In I the can curse and feed my ego in Spanish. That's really about it. I love and it. And it's been four years and change. And that's as far as I've gotten so far. I, I have done a half hour Rosetta Stone this year. So there, there's Have that. you really? Yeah, I have. And that's as far as it goes. I'll do a half hour. I get sick of it. And then two months later, I do another half hour. I think I've told you this. And I'll, I'll, I'll caveat by saying stop me if you've heard this. But no one ever are does. You, they are just you about to me... sing Suavemente again? You've heard it, right? Because there's certain things that you know that impress me that you have no business knowing. <laughs> but once I know you know them, I never stop. 
<laughs> it's like your Obama impression is good. It is. Thank you. You have a good that. Obama, but but it's I always hear it. I, have, now I the, feel like I haven't pulled that out in a long time. Because I've while, never been we, confident in my Obama impression. If I've ever done it, it was in the moment. You've got a good Obama, your wife's dad. You do a great impression of your oh, wife's yeah. dad. And I respect a good impression because I used to be good at them. But my family would put me on the spot too much while company was over. And it'd make me really self-conscious. And I stopped doing them all together. So now I really don't have any. I would never in a million years consider myself somebody that can do impressions or that has impressions but if i think about it you've reminded me now there's there is obama there is uh, my wife my father-in-law and then i i do uh mickey mouse that started because of the kids i got well you're only the second best mickey mouse i've heard oh yeah i know i already know what you're gonna say i know what you're gonna say and i got um i've got uh scooby shaggy I used to do a Woody Woodpecker. I used to do Pee Wee Herman. See, and these are ones that are tough that you can't, you have to be able to trust people that know you can do those because otherwise you're at a Halloween party with 60 or your buddies boozing and one of us goes, hey, do Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> like, hey, I, I actually don't want to do Woody Woodpecker. Leave me alone. And then everybody's watching. <laughs> I only know like eight people at this party and I don't want to do Shaggy and Scoob. <laughs> Plus doing like your father-in-law is just in the moment you're just with buddies, you're, you're bullshitting. But if, but, and and even if it's bad, it doesn't matter because it's almost a caricature of yes. him. But if someone says, hey, do do Scooby-Doo and you do it and it's off, they're like, well, that was that's, awkward that's, for everybody. Yeah, did you? And then, and then they get mad at you like you were the one that offered to do it. That's right. Hey, does does your father-in-law know that you do him? I don't know. Okay. Uh, I think I keep it under wraps a little bit. Okay. I just want that inheritance. Because I, I do my girlfriend's mother and she now know she knows a little bit that I do her voice but i got to be careful with that because she's <clears throat> english is her second language and she speaks it very fluently just with an accent but because it's her second language and she came over here when she was like 18 i think she's been subject to during her life discrimination because oh. people hear her speak english and they don't go wow this isn't her native tongue and she speaks it that well she's brilliant they just hear one broken English word and go, oh, it can't speak like me. Yeah. You need to assimilate. No, they can't speak like You're me. You're in the U.S. now. Don't press one. And for so when she deals with customer service, they're not as, they're not as welcoming to, because they think like, oh, this lady just doesn't know. And so I'm very careful because I don't want to insult her. Um, Let's, but she does know a little bit that I do it. Because then you feel racist and you get popped with a twisted yeah. T. Segway. Should we should we do should we do Lindsay's dad talks to Lexi's mom? That's I that's what I almost interrupted you a second ago for to say that we should do an entire thing as Bill and Evie. Right. <laughs> Bill and Heavy. Oh my oh, god. Oh is it Evie? Sorry. Oh my god, Bill. Have you ever been to Mexico? Oh. Mexico? <laughs> no, I can't do it. Now I'm on the spot. Okay. Uh well uh, I went there once in nineteen seventy seven, had some pretty good chilla verta. Oh my God! You have to go see. It is a, like, I, it is so beautiful. I can't, I can't even explain it. But then for like forty-five minutes, explains that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they put free guacamole on your burrito. <laughs> he says guacamole. He says guacamole. <laughs> Yo, I love hearing white people say chili verde. It <laughs> says. Funny. Chilla Verda. <laughs> they do it like a rebellion against the word. I, I was going to tell you too. There was a, a guy that that uh, we worked with that was started to date a Latina girl for a little bit, and she was trying to teach him a little bit of Spanish. And this dude is like, um, do you remember what was the there was the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift that had that American actor in it that was from Texas, 
and he had like a hard, hard, hardcore Texas accent. You wouldn't think it was real. <laughs> you thought it was an actor doing a terrible attempt at an accent, and then you found out that's literally that's how, how he, he spoke in real life. Uh -huh. Yeah, he's from some some deep woods area of okay. Texas, and probably. And that's this guy, right? Yes. He's he's a petroleum engineer. Went to school in West Virginia and Texas, and lived in Ohio. Are you piecing together like who this person is? Probably. Wait, who's this? Uh, do you want me to say the name? Wait, I'll write it. Oh, okay, go ahead. No, okay. just go ahead. Uh, yeah. But but he uh, <clears throat> he was dating a Latina chick at at uh, at work for a while, and she was feeding him like one or two Spanish words a day or whatever. Yeah. And literally, we're, we're walking one time. I think we're in San Diego. We're all down for the fourth or something. And we're walking and it's like late at night we've been drinking and there's someone doing like yard work at like 11 o'clock at night. This dude's out there with like a leaf blower yeah. and he stops and, and turns and, uh, what, what was it? Uh, or no, we stopped to let him finish. Yeah. And he goes like, Oh, gracias. And we, we look at, we look at this dude, John, right? We look at him and he's like, Oh, Oh, I got this one. Denado. <laughs> Denado. And we were like, Oh my God, never mind. Give it up. Give it up, dude. He's one of these people that feels like uh like a Chalupo is like authentic Mexican. That was the best. That was the best he had. Yeah. A, he gave it everything he got. He's like, I got it. Lexi and her mom always remark about, they'll say like how well I pronounce words and I'm not doing a great job. It's just that they're so used to people not trying the shit out. Is this? It, they're so used to people saying chili verity, chili verda. Chil the difference between I think, I think when if you do like a gracias, mm -hmm. right, it's passable. Yeah, right. They know. But if you get like a little bit of that, like gracias, they're like, Ooh. oh yeah, that's it. I can roll my R's decently, but I don't do it right. I roll it for everything. Like you're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> if if there's not even an R in the word, it sounds like a drum roll. Like, what does he do? He's stuck. I, ro I roll R's when I say hola. 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 They're going to like hit your head Rola. to stop you. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like, oh my God. Oh my God. Where did you learn? And, right. And I'm going, I just, I, I, just I adore, try. I adore your, She's your the best. I almost called her mother-in-law. She's for the, for effectually mother-in-law, yeah, but I adore just her. not officially. But yeah, she is, she's the best and she's sweet. She's very coy too. Like she used to have, I shouldn't be spilling tea like this, but I'm sure she still does. They're, dudes just fall in love with Evie. Me, I, they, but I mean, me in. I mean, traditionally fall in love. Like they will drive 80 miles if they know she's, she's got an office downtown. They'll just drive and drop off flowers. And she's so coy and traditionally Mexican, she'll give the little blush. She's like, oh, my God, thank ah. you. Because so. she has it. She's sultry. <laughs> she's She sounds all the time. Yes. All the time. So we went on vacation together, just she and I. <laughs> you need no. to have her on. I really do. The, the four of us, her and, and her husband and Lexi and myself went on vacation together. And we were, we were together for 14 days. And she sounds like... So via via Vergaresque all the time. So you're like, hey, where do you want to go for lunch? I don't know. I, maybe we go, maybe we go like across the river. And you're like, hey, we do. You're turning me on maybe right now, do, right? Just your impersonation of her it's, is doing it. See for what me. I'm saying? She she also, you know that like uh, Latin. Um, I, how would you even describe it? Uh, a sort of romantic. She seems like she could burst out into salsa dancing at any moment. And yes. and 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 turn it on where you're watching. You're like, holy shit! Yes, and she and her daughter can make you feel like a man. You know what I mean by that? <clears throat> like, not. A, I I know that's we're not supposed to. 
Right. But I feel like a man when I'm at that house. And I don't know how to do anything, but I but I feel like one. I feel like and it, and it's almost a courtesy because I feel like it if is. Lexi wanted to, she could also make she you could dress feel like me a down. little bitch. Yeah, she could, she dress could me down completely sure. humble you. One lift of the like eyebrow. <laughs> one lift of the eyebrow reminds me I don't know how to fix my own electrical outlets. But she never does it, which is very sweet. Th- that's my point. Like she knows that she could. She's got that. She chooses good over evil. She mm-hmm. uses her powers for which good. is hilarious. When you go to one of the family parties, and I don't mean to generalize, but for this, when you go to one of the parties, all the women are like sharp and tuned in, and they're like they're they're really on top of it. But they're really sweet and demure. And then you like there's a pile of dudes at one side of the party, and they're just they're just a mess. <laughs> <laughs> they're just a wreck. They're just a wreck. Mostly fix them uppers, just like whatever problem she has with that husband of hers, she's had it for 22 years and he ain't fixing it. But they, but they feel like the kings of the world because of who they're married to. It's and then really you simple. come in here rolling your R's like the king of the world. I come shit. in and I do just, I do just the littlest thing. I show up to the party. I'm like, hey, I brought a case of beer in case you guys, in case you guys run out. And they're like, oh my god, he is like so. Dude, my, my best friend uh, growing up was uh, Mexican and Puerto Rican, and, and and every you know every birthday party was like, you know, red beans and rice and like really oh, okay. tra- you yeah, know, yeah. traditional food or whatever. So. I became hooked. Yeah. And I would say carnitas. Right. Mm, but I love that. Similar thing, like the, the gracias versus gracias. Like you go to a, a Mexican restaurant and here's, you know, John over here, like, I would like the carnitas. And I'm like, no, you got to go with like a little bit carnitas. of it. Just a carnitas. Oh, see, now I'm, I'm stuck. I oh, you can't do it now. I can't. Can I say it. something to you while you try to get your R rolls that I never Shh. said to you before? Sure. <clears throat> a couple of years ago, Lexi had a crawfish boil <laughs> and invited some friends. And she never really invites friends to events or anything like that. She's she's not very imposing like that. And you showed up with bells on and you brought your whole family and you stayed for like nine hours and you really dug in with the family and, and got in there uh, much better than I did because I'm not great in situations like that. And I really appreciated it. No, I just love crawfish. <laughs> I legitimately, dude, I love. But even for me, if they're like, "Hey, we're serving iced tea and you know, loose women that keep secrets or whatever, whatever, right. whatever," they're <laughs> we're serving chicken wings and you can tell jokes all night. I love both of those things. But still, if it's someone I don't know well and I'm not comfortable with, on the ride over, I'm like, God, I hope this thing gets rained out. I remember looking at you and going, he's not even eating any of them. He better get in here. Yeah. He better get those dainty little fingers so in here and even, start cracking these tails. Even though you like crawfish and and that makes it a plus to be there, still carrying yourself in there to discomfort was very helpful to me. I probably didn't have the pressure that you did either as like you're the guy that's like you're trying to date the daughter and you still got to kind of win them over a little bit. But like, and plus remember, like I knew her, I knew her. Okay. I hate to say it, but I knew her first. Okay, I don't. I, I knew mean, her first. <laughs> I got there first, homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't the first pilgrim to land on Plymouth Rock, homeboy. <laughs> she was eating breakfast at my house long before yours. That's right. She was doing that to, over at my place. You know, we were talking about that the other day, and it kind of dovetails into what really got you and I together today. Um, we were talking about just this. We were laying in bed, and she said to me, do you think we would have ever met if you weren't? If By the you, way, I love that you guys laying in bed and you're talking about me. Yeah, that, feel, she that said, feels good. You see how my voice changed? She that's brought it up too. That's how I'm gonna do this. We the rest really of this really talking about. <laughs> so she said to me, "Do you think, do you think we ever would have met if you weren't one? Of, if you and Dan weren't really good friends, and Lindsay and I weren't really good friends, and I and she's more she's more faith and fate based mm-hmm. than, than as you know I am not. Yes. And I said, really, I don't I don't know, but to me. 
that makes it more romantic for me because there were so many there were so many unintentional things that could have not happened if you and I weren't great friends if she and Lindsay weren't great friends she was just coming back from Italy and you guys were like hey we should set you we should set you up so you have someone to hang with when you get back for sure <clears throat> doing all these things um, to ask her to come along to that show that you happen to win a contest in that I happen to be killing time between you contestants and the judges in oh, so yeah. we were performing at the same time <clears throat> just all there were there were a hundred things that outside of our control could have not happened that we wouldn't have seen each other and there were a hundred decisions that i that she and i could or could not have made like i sent her a facebook message that night and i could have not done that we hung out the next time we hung out was at a at a party at your friend's house at actually at your house that your friend rents and oh yeah, yeah, we were playing beer pong together, and I thought the night was tanked. I felt super awkward. I felt like it wasn't working at all. She had no idea about that. Um, I felt so awkward. I was like, "Hey guys, I'm just gonna get out of here." And then she followed me out. She said, "I'm gonna go too," and that's where we had our first kiss. Game but on. all of this stuff, all of that stuff, could have happened or not happened. And if we wouldn't have met that night or been friends with you guys, she thinks we probably would have. I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't think we would have, but I kind of like that more. I thought you guys being in Hawaii together was pretty cool, too. That was really cool. That's really cool. That was really cool. Because you guys were still like a relatively new as relatively you, new relationship oh at yeah. that point, right? I can't as, remember how long you guys had been together. but As, just, you, uh, as you like to point out, I was her, I was her plus one. That's right. <laughs> because she was in your wife's wedding party. And I think I may have been the only person in Hawaii who was not in the wedding. You were the only, you were literally the only person there that was not either family or in the wedding. You were the only person non-related, not standing up in the wedding. Did I ever tell you that that trip led me to my first legal, ba legal victory? No. Did you know about this? No. I don't think I ever told you. I rented a car when we got out there to drive around. And when I brought it back to Enterprise, there was this lady standing outside waiting for us. Who, <clears throat> she just had a mean look already. And she came out and she said that I dented the car. She circled it in red mark. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, she said I dented the car and did this whole write-up and this whole big thing. And then I get back, and it turns into it's turning into this big knockdown, drag-out thing. And so I'm contesting it and phone calls back and forth. And then finally, I get put in touch with their... So you had left, right? So it like went down on the record. You had gone back to... Gone back. To the I'm, lower 48. Did now, they say that for me? <laughs> <laughs> back in the howly. lower 48. So... And I'm looking at two or three thousand dollars is what they're trying to get. The they're trying to ring this up as. And then I get a phone call because somehow I finally contested enough that I get and I'm threatening. I'm threatening countersuit and all this stuff. I finally get to the point where they're I, I'm I'm being forwarded to their escalated claims department. And I get a phone call and it's an Oklahoma number. And I'm at work where we used to work together. And I no pick shit. up the phone and I'm like, hello. And I say, I, I see it's an Oklahoma number. Where is this? And I think it was in like Broken Arrow or Bixby. And I said, wow, you're not, you're kidding me. Because we, we were having a nice talk. <clears throat> I was like, you're kidding me. I said, no, I said, you're not going to believe this, but I got my law degree from the University of Tulsa 10 miles away from you. I just happen to live in California now. Beat of silence. Let me, uh, let me check with, uh, let me check my notes and check with my manager. I'll give you a call back. I get an email an hour later. Dropped all claims. <laughs> now, was this the law thing, or was this the Oklahoma connection? It was, it was which, the by the way, hilarious. That there's the there's the <laughs> there's the law degree <laughs> on the right floor. There. <laughs> <laughs> We're sitting in a studio. Decorations include cock, skull, skull, law cock, degree. Cock That's it. it. <laughs> cock. 
<laughs> Very sparse, but to the point. Everything's here for a reason. Cock, skull of my enemies, and lottery. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you. I bet you pepper that into every episode, don't you? Oh, yeah. Just lord it over Joe's head, don't you? Somewhere, somewhere, the first, uh, the first, whatever you call it, law license plaque. It, it's in a poster roll somewhere that'll never be. You know why? Because it doesn't fit a frame. You have to get a custom frame for it. And you know me well enough to know that that's never going to be hung. No. You building a custom frame would look like my kid building a, a birdhouse. Me ordering a custom frame <laughs> and putting it in there is like your kid building a birdhouse. You your baby, your baby building a birdhouse. My three year old. Not even. Yeah, Paxton could definitely build a better birdhouse. You have to worry about that uh, outlet cover first. By the way, that that reminds me. I just uh, uh, before we get too far into this, is, is there anything you know special going on for you right now? Anything, <laughs> anything kind of cool? Anything popping off? Just like take your time, think about it. <clears throat> We'll come up with an answer. Is there anything, you know, and it could be anything. It could yeah. be anything. It could be big, could be small. There actually is. Okay. So I just got a new pair of running shoes. Wow. And I finally broke them in. And I was like, is this thing going to, are we going to make it in these things? Are we going to do some mileage? And then finally they just broke into my foot. I'm pretty, it's, I think it's changed my life. What brand? The Brooks. Brooks? I went the real deal. Yeah. I took the quiz on what your foot's like. You know what the problem with those is? I don't know anything about this. You know what the problem is? I should have gone into a store and make them test me because just like personality tests, you don't give your actual personality. You give answers in the personality that you want. I'm doing super ego, not, oh. it, not it or ego. Got, I need someone to test me so they get, they get the it out of me. Yeah, exactly right. So I'm like, yeah, I want them close to the ground. Uh, what do you run 90 miles an hour in? That's what I need. And all. <laughs> I don't have bunions at all. Which shoes are for people with big yankers? That's what I <laughs> Uh, big yankers and perfect toenails which, which next ones, yeah <laughs> which ones can i tuck the old schmatz into if it's hanging low that day schmatz is a good word the you got schmatz. a lot of good words for uh wieners <clears throat> yeah i've i've picked up a couple from you you oh. know one that i've adopted from you schlanker schlanker yeah. yeah do you have anything that you've adopted from me now would be the time to for a year i feel like i adopted your son <laughs> <laughs> you enjoy you, how many squirt guns have you bought oh, and how Jesus many nerf Christ, guns have you cost bought me like 900 dollars one year <laughs> you always come through uh, i love it man i and they're great kids <clears throat> they're pretty good kids in spite of having a and me <clears throat> they're good kids i feel like i've picked up a ton of stuff from you but on the spot it'll take it'll take me until it happens and I'm i like, will I, not leave ooh, or cliff's, cliff's notes Bam. I wasn't going to leave until you came up with something. The Chop sun was going to set. Chopping at the bit instead of chomping at the bit, I believe. You it's taught me a couple of those things. Cliff's notes, something at the bit. Champing. Panic at the disco. <laughs> champing at the bit. What? Yeah. Champing? Champing. What's champing? I feel uh, like I'm champing just uh, hearing that. Apparently, they're, <laughs> you're chafing. That's different <laughs> from your run this morning in your Brooks Brothers shoes or whatever. <laughs> when I look at your cock, I'm champing. I'm champing for it. Uh, that's weird. Uh, there's some debate about this. People are Googling this right now, hopefully, like listening Not to this. Not now, but, but in a couple days. In a couple days. In a couple days. It's going to skyrocket just like uh, Existential Crisis and, uh, right. and Twisted Tea. What else did we look up just before this? I think those were the only two. No, there was one more. Grifter. Grifter. Yeah. That's been skyrocketing or trending lately. Yeah. Uh, there's some debate about this, but apparently the origin is actually technically champing at okay. the bit, which is like when the horse like bites on the bit. Oh, what's the bit? The bit is the part that goes in their mouth. <clears throat> you know, when they, you know, when you like put the whole, the, the reins and yeah, the, I've the seen bridle it. on the horse, yeah. there's like a big like metal, like bite piece. Damn. And so I guess also when they're, um, so they're excited, like when, like when you're trying to pull back on the reins a little bit and they don't they don't want to stop or they don't want to like listen to you. They'll like bite down on it so that you can't easily control it. So it's oh. like, I got this bitch. I'm not listening to you. So 
Wow. So for a city people, boy, that's not bad, huh? That's great, number one, and proves you're not from Chicago. <laughs> He's from Davenport, Iowa. <laughs> He's from And so it's another it sounds like another misnomer to me where people say I'm chomping at the bit when they say I'm really eager to do something. But champing champing at the bit actually means I am not going to do it your way. Um, I'm doing I th- it my I I'm champing at the bit to prevent you from driving me forward. But yeah, people say chomping at the bit is like I'm eager to drive forward. But that's that's it. I think um, the horse might be eager to drive forward. You're pulling back on the reins and you're trying to stop it, and it's biting onto the uh. bit, going. I don't want you to pull this into my mouth and hurt me and make me stop. I'm going to yeah. keep going. So I'm biting at it and I'm pushing forward. I'm champing at the bit. I remember the, I remember the time I looked up uh, the phrase, never look a gift horse in the mouth to figure out what that meant. Have you heard what that means? No. Are we deep diving right now? <clears throat> we could be deep diving right now. This is a show that we've been kicking around for four months or so that we should get started. That's we on, should really get that's it started. On me. We no, should. it's on me too. Okay. It's on me too. Because Do you really feel that way? Oh, I dude, feel bad. I've been feeling bad. I feel with, like you're probably mad at me. No. Today I wasn't even feeling that great. Here's what to do. If next time you feel next time you feel bad badly about me that like we've got this project and we haven't gotten it off the ground and I if or if I reach out and go like, "Hey, uh, you we you probably forgot, but we could do this next week." If you really want a testicle, um do you have no did you have notes for this week? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's really good. Next to time hear just go, "Hey, did you have a subject?" worked out for this week because i can pop over and i'll go (laughs) (laughs) i might have covid i've been yeah (laughs) so never look a gift horse in the mouth means of of course it means be appreciative for what you get so what it means is if you get a if if you got a horse as a gift i guess the way they would check the quality or health of a horse is to look at its its mouth and its teeth that makes sense and so never look a gift horse in the mouth means if i give you a present don't inspect it to make sure it's the greatest present you could just possibly be happy just to be have happy it. i gave you something Ooh, i like that right let's explain really quick and by the way uh today i wasn't feeling that great i think i got allergies or i'm may, may, my, oh great my, maybe hungover great it could be covid well <laughs> it could in be. that case <laughs> it's Le- one of the three lexi's worried i'm gonna get covid going to the mailbox so i can't put this out for two more weeks <laughs> <laughs> just to prove that you're there's no symptoms no, just because she can't know you were here <laughs> she doesn't know that i'm here i haven't told her but i will well, we could do whatever then. Sneaking around. Yeah, we could always do whatever. Let's turn this off and take a dip in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing this shit for yeah, then? Polar Bear Club. My wife doesn't know I'm here either. I told her I was going out to Taco Bell. <laughs> I, I, told her, <laughs> I told her I have another family just so I can come podcast We got to keep you. this under three hours. That's she thinks I'm at Taco Bell. We get What people don't know about comedians is our significant others are so sick of our nonsense. It would might be easier for you to tell... Lindsay, that you have a second family you need to visit than to say, hey, I need to do a podcast. I'm with going my to have buddy. sex with someone else. <laughs> instead of- <laughs> and she'd be like, thank God you're not working out a new sketch. Yeah, just go. Just Cause, go. Because at least you won't hate yourself when you bang the other lady. That's right. Gonna- <laughs> <laughs> so listen, I, I just I wasn't feeling great. And I was like, I was tempted to be like, ah, you know what, man? I'm not feeling that great. Just especially with COVID, right? Anytime you have like the mildest sniffle, I wanted to be like, dude, I shouldn't come. I don't want to get you guys sick. Maybe I got something, whatever. Yep. But I was like, no, I got to stick to it because I've been, I thought I've been the only bad one about us getting together to record. Yep. And then for, for folks listening, obviously, like we, we talked about kicking around a, a new idea for a podcast that you came up with 
and presented to me. We're Thank very you. passionate about. And then all of a sudden I'm not, I felt like I'm not coming through. You've got this great passion project and I, I have to, you know, co-host it or whatever. Yeah. And then I just bailed and I've been feeling like a dick. So today uh-huh. I dragged my shitty feeling ass over here to get you sick just so that we could record <laughs> and I wouldn't be the guy. And then we could do, and then we could do sketches together and only together for 14 days. Oh, wouldn't that be cool? I Sorry, could just honey. stay here. <clears throat> Sorry, honey. Me and Dan have to bunk up for two weeks. Real shit. How fucking cool would it be yeah. to just live together for like two weeks, especially yeah. if we weren't working, even working, yeah, even working. If you went into this room and I went into a different room, we're on our laptops doing work. And then at like lunch break, <laughs> yeah, dude, we're just cooking some shit up yeah. in the, in the, it would be great. I Living with a roommate that's like a buddy would be the greatest shit ever. No, I don't know why you had to make us friends. I was really getting into the lovers. idea of us being husbands. Yeah. The idea of living with... Yeah. I was about to take you in as a lover. I imagine, obviously, like... like gay. It's going to hurt. <laughs> What's going to hurt? What's going to hurt? Certain parts of the relationship are going to hurt. Are you implying that I'm catching? Well, we're going we're gonna to switch. Well, we got to figure it out because we didn't even know, right? We have to Equal keep, relationship. We got to give it a shot. Even if, even if you're into one particular... You know, even if you're into catching... I need to know how you feel sometimes. This, that's what's <clears throat> such a generous lover about you. I am. A, I am a generous lover. I'm romantic. Like some, I'll hold you by the face and everything. <laughs> by the face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like caress your face. Not oh, like, I not like, it more cham- like <laughs> not like you're champing at the bit. I picture like alien. You just like smooshing my face, your whole hand across Dan's my face. really champing at the bit today. We're going to get, now we're going to get in trouble with like the LGBTQ community, community for this one. You alienated your listeners. No, I'm doing it with love. You're like, I don't have any <laughs> <laughs> listeners. That is, I must just say, 14 people listen to this. Sorry, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> the one Oh, Jesus. So <clears throat> the thing that we're, the thing that we actually got together to talk about is something that happened to you this year. Yes. And didn't, didn't really yet, but might happen to me this year. I think yours is even better, if I'm honest. <clears throat> Going viral. Yeah. Um, it's baby viral. This is baby viral because I looked up viral. It means between a million and 2.5 million. I wondered what the actual like cutoff was. I thought, I thought it was a million. I thought you had to go a million. It'd be technically a million. Viral. I think it's a million within three to seven days you can say viral. And today's day three. Based on my numbers. All right. Well, let's just. Oh, it's a million in seven days. A million in three to seven days. In three to seven days. Okay. All right. And, and so basically <clears throat> what got us together today is you went viral this year. And I may be going viral this year. Um, which one do you want to talk about first, yours or mine? Um, I guess mine makes more sense chronologically because I think it helps set the stage for, for your scenario. <clears throat> and too. I think it'll help to walk through from the from the beginning to just just all of it. And so, one, I mean, I don't need to. Usually, a lot of times I got to direct on this thing, but you're you're wind up and let you go too. So you feel free to start where you think is best on the story and I'll just pepper in if I have any follow up. Do we do we go do we go as far back as to say how disheartening and soul crushing it is to be a comedian? That's where and have mine no starts. one give a shit about your art. Is <clears throat> that Yeah, yeah, let's take it from the top. Okay, here we go. So <laughs> So I'm a 3-month open micer. Uh no um <clears throat> I think most I think probably artists in general, right? Because when it comes to uh, something like art, there's no clear path to success and there's no clear rankings. Like we talked about college basketball stats or even at your job, you're going right. to go through a performance evaluation, uh, in school, you get your grades. There's always something to tell you, are you doing well or are you not? Right. And as an artist, if you're uh, doing paintings, you might think that they're amazing, but if none of them are selling, 
you have to have a moment of going, man, man, do I just like this? Am I doing it just for me? Am I doing it for other people? Am I painting things that I like that I think are good, but no one else feels the same way. Right. Comedy being no different. Yeah. And I think, um, every comic could probably relate to, <clears throat> excuse me, this, uh, idea of like, when you're on stage, it's obvious there's your grading. Either they're laughing or they're not, or they're heckling or they're booing or they're leaving or whatever the case may be. But when it comes to trying to grow yourself as a comic and grow your social media, which is like imperative for getting people to come out to shows and open mics and see you and follow you and support you, there's that. And it's a little bit competitive too amongst you and your fellow comics. I th I'm sure every comic can relate to like looking at how many social media followers another person has or how many likes or interactions their thing gets. Well, that's what it is too, is like you said, the soul crushing aspect is there are very few things like you're a professional and I'm a professional. We both went to school for that. We had to interview for that. We had to do internships for it. We had to take entry-level jobs. We had to get promoted. We had to survive layoffs. We had to do all that stuff. At any given time, we could have failed or been cut loose or whatever, but <clears throat> it's to our lives specifically, and if we send out the narrative, we get to control what that narrative looks like. Right. But when you're in a creative endeavor like this, and we're trying to be comedians, which thereby means we're trying to be public figures, Right. Failure is so public and so clear to anybody who wants to pop in and check on your progress in your life. No matter how good I am on stage, and we can't perform now, right. no matter how good you are on stage, no matter how good we are privately, that, that the other comedians know when an event goes on that we can do the actual skill. You can look at my Twitter right now and see that I've got 120 followers and be like, well, I bet he'd like a few more than that. Right. <laughs> I bet he I bet he's not thrilled that he has 212 Instagram followers. Correct. It's right out if you're if I went to high school with you and you want to shit on me tonight with your friends, all you have to do is sign into your page and go, oh look, he still isn't doing what he'd like to be doing. Right. It's like wearing your report card. <clears throat> Like Flava Flav's clock on your chest. And you they mean, know that, everybody whether yeah. you're doing well or not. They know that we're trying. So I can't be like, oh, yeah, you work at Pep Boys, asshole. And they're like, yeah, but I, I'm not trying to do anything else. Right. I know you're trying. Right. <laughs> you're trying and failing. And I get to see it on public display. Yeah. Like you do poorly at your job. No one knows except for your boss. Maybe a couple of, of coworkers know. Yeah. But this is everyone knows. And as a pseudo public figure, it's like socially acceptable to let someone know that they suck too. Yeah. Right. So, so, so to cut to the chase a little bit, right. Especially since COVID and we can't get on stage and we can't have that creative outlet and that creative expression. I was just making memes and right. I still, this will be an interesting part of the conversation too, because why I think what you did is far cooler regardless of the numbers. But to me, Memes are sort of looked at as this like throwaway. It's like blowing your nose in a piece of tissue and then throwing it away. It's, there's nothing terribly creative or clever or interesting or, or, or smart about it to a lot of people. It's just you, you're so saturated. There's no barrier to entry. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone, everyone has a meme generator app on their phone. So they look at it and go, I could do that. Yeah. Everybody's got one and you're, it's so ubiquitous. $10 Great word. word. Yeah. And it, here's a f interesting, not interesting, but just a thing about me. There are certain words that I'll never wrap my mind around. And ubiquitous is one. I've had to look it up two or three times this year. So I believe it means like prevalent. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, but I, if you say ubiquitous to me again in six days, I will completely forget what that word means. 
Except maybe now that we had this, maybe this is the time. That's right. It's a but fun word. Yeah, it is. It it's is fun a, to say. It say. is. There are a number of words like that that you can use colloquially. Oh, <laughs> I like that too. And it just it just rattles off. And once you have it, it's in your lexicon. Yeah. But since I don't have it, when you say ubiquitous, I go, hey, "That's a smart guy. That's a good." Yeah, I he was just thinking that too. I don't know. Do, it's funny. Like, are we just are we just stroking our own egos? Do you just do you and I just learn? new words and then try to throw them in someplace to sound smart or do smart people know those words and then they just use them there's probably both <clears throat> probably both yeah and which one we fall into the world may never know may never know uh i was making uh so i was i just i make a ton of memes right i just went through uh, the other day and i just put a bunch on my story just to kind of oh, cool. look back at older ones 2020 yeah just kind of look back through 2020 and threw a bunch of them into my story just it was kind of cool to see like uh uh, what do you call like like if you were a, an artist like a gallery you know yeah, what I mean? just yeah, kind of yeah. see it all on display right there how many do you think you make per week per week uh like one or two two it's like three it's like jokes right i mean there's and you don't some post every one that you make no and the ones that are usually the ones that are really good i get them first because you're going like this might be too much <laughs> yes so that's another that's another angle to the conversation too right is the ones i've gotten in trouble for but and then some that i have made that have been like political or something yeah where or it was a little too far, I won't necessarily put it on my page because I don't want to piss or alienate people, you know, piss them off or alienate them. Or I don't want to, um, you know, have some people feel like I'm kind of attacking them or whatever. But I might put it into a group of kind of like-minded individuals sure. where it'll go crazy there yeah. and people will pass it around there, but I'll never see what happens. And I won't, you won't get that kind of tracking that you get on social media of how many likes and shares and comments and stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> I made a meme earlier this year i can't even remember what what time of the year this was it's got to be six eight months ago something like that probably oh it was probably oh it was it must have been uh it was over the summer not too far into covid right maybe a couple months yeah, it was COVID over the right? summer maybe may or june and it was when everybody was talking about um Masks. the vaccine's gonna have a, a microchip oh is that what it was that's what that's what the thing was right that it was uh so it was even it was probably july <clears throat> Yeah, it was like the whole like don't don't get the vaccine. It's gonna have a micro trip so that they could track yeah. track you in it starter pa starter kit okay. or whatever was the meme. If you don't mind me backing you up, is there is there a meme before this one that you're like that did pretty well? I had <laughs> I had um, I had one that was I had two. Uh, let me think. I had two that were kind of throwaways for me. They're, they've all kind of been throwaways. I had one where I was basically saying if coronavirus was a person and it was post malone that's right looking especially just like just cringy that's and disgusting right. it's that one of him with his tongue out yeah. Yeah, just looking yeah looking like he just smells like toe jam you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah and earl yes <laughs> good reference yeah. um that one did pretty well then i had one that was about uh i think it was about going out shopping for toilet paper and i used a picture of negan <laughs> from walking dead i don't know who that is but it just made me laugh he like he's the guy's got like a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire and he oh, okay. like smashes a dude's head in he's like super vicious and evil gotcha that one did pretty well, and then I can't remember exactly when I did this one. This is one that I sent to you, and and we had a little bit of like, am I going to get in trouble for this one? I believe this is when this is when the black delegation really rallied behind you. Yeah, surprise! <laughs> this one could have gone. I can't remember. Way. I can't remember what the meme is, but I remember exact. I remember exactly why you sent it to me. Yes, and you're like, is that it? Basically, because we're comedians and we're just trying to make people laugh and make them happy, but we're also. I call I I liken it to wine taster wine connoisseurs versus casual drinkers. Right. We sip a glass of wine for the ingredients and the year and the region and all of that stuff. The nutty uh, finish. <clears throat> Whereas the non-comics or normies or whatever you call them, 
They just want to drink what tastes good to them. Right. And so we will tell the most off-color, awful, I just had a, if I have a family member that dies and you have a joke about it, it's not, I'm removed. For, like, I will enjoy, I can enjoy that and separate the realness <clears throat> from the contextual nature of the joke. And sometimes that helps me deal with things more. But other people don't share that. And so you'll send me a thing or I'll do it to you occasionally of like, I know this is funny to me. I know this is a good joke. But is this too hard of a swing for someone like me to be able to say and not put the wrong idea in people's heads right. because it's coming from me? Right. And it's gone, by the way, and it's gone wrong for me before. You put something out there. Some, people don't know who, who you are. <laughs> they don't know who you are. They don't know anything about you or where you're coming from. And some people don't have that sort of comedy bone of going, oh, this guy's just trying to be funny. I didn't like it. I didn't think it was funny. So it was just a failure in that sense. But no harm, no foul. They just, you're an asshole. You're racist. You're horrible. Whatever the thing is. Yep. So I made, the, I made that one where I was basically saying <laughs> I had no idea it was an honest mistake. I didn't understand what I had gotten myself into in an attempt to make what was just basically a failure of a joke or a failure of a meme. I had said that uh, Andrew Yang grew up from being short round in Indiana Jones. Oh, I don't know that reference. Uh, he was like, <laughs> but the, I get it. I get, he's, little he's little Asian kid, <laughs> and and they're also different ethnicities. And you got in trouble for this one. I got I got blown up. Re for I it. never heard about this. I never told you this. No. Dude, I posted. This was like a year ago. This was where, right around Christmas. I had this? family in time. Um, I posted it in like some really super liberal great group. And I love that you will do that. You'll. <laughs> <laughs> I went into the lion's den. Yeah, that's right. You are the guy. Like if if there's a kitty like five foot rim, you're dunking on the kids. I'm smashing. <laughs> I'm smashing, dude. I don't Doesn't give a shit. Doesn't matter. <laughs> So I, so I made this and I just said something like from short round to Silicon Valley to presidential candidate. Is there anything Andrew Yang can do? <laughs> and the joke was how obviously stupid yeah. that there's no way that these are the same people. Sure. But and I'm going to get I might get in trouble for this, but I can't remember which is which. But one, one of them's like Japanese and the other one's Chinese or so yeah. I like mixed up Asian ethnicities, <laughs> yeah. which is a no, no. Sure, right. But I didn't. I, one, I didn't realize it that was, I did that. And then it was, I'm in trouble. It was only, but in my defense, it was only one of many no-nos in this game. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Not only. Not yeah. So so I posted this in some sort of a liberal group that and and it was like uh, they were like Berkeley. <laughs> yeah. And Yang wasn't out of the race yet, right? So people sure. were like rallying behind him and still the presidential a chance presidential like, race. Jesus. <laughs> Just fucking fuck, cut. <laughs> Just smash me with this rooster, this giant cock right here. Just smash me over the head. We hadn't taken him in yet. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Anyway, you're not helping. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to relive all this shit now. So I made that. So to me, it had nothing to do with race at all. And I wasn't trying to apply that. In no way is that where I was going. Of course. And when a couple people kind of hit me with this, like, oh, my God, how racist. I was full blown caught off guard. Like, what the fuck are you talking and about? And immediately you go defensive. Yeah, and there's no way you know this, right? Like, there's no way for me to be like, I'm not a racist. Like, I, I, yeah. I voted for Obama. Like, and by the way, this is a good... I'm a comedian. This is a good reference. I could have called him the donger, and I didn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I... Yeah, there's no way to be like, well, my friends are, you know, multicultural and this and that. There's no way to defend yourself, right? right? The, the wolves came out. And someone found my comedy page and started commenting there what a racist I am. Then they tagged me. Wow. Then they tagged a group 
whose sole mission is like a, a, a gang of marauding cancel culture people. You're kidding me. No, dude. And this was like right this was right around this time last year. I had family in town <laughs> from from out of town. So I'm out in my garage trying to do damage control on this shit. Yeah. Because they're trying they're, they're trying to ruin your life. They're talking about who I work for and where I live. You're kidding me. No, dude. They went crazy on me. And wow. and and I tried explaining. I said, listen, I'm I'm a comedian. I'm just, well, you're a shitty comedian. I was like, well, duh. But I'm just, That's why you're just learning of me. Yeah, I'm just fucking kidding. Like that, I, I didn't even make that connection. You made that connection. I didn't make that connection. Okay, it's a bad joke. My bad. Mm-hmm. But but then it was getting into like you know my politics and and most of my uh, personal Facebook pages is uh, uh, private. But there's a few things that were public, so they're trying to pick that shit apart. Ugh. So they like tagged some group with however you know a couple thousand people, and I look and they're destroying people in there and some of them probably for sure had it coming yeah some of them you you probably they had no like me it was like well you guys are this group of this is what the right claims that like the whole left is yeah you guys are that super 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 far left that is even cannibalizing your own people that probably share some similar views but but wandered into a mistake so i got just like they're destroyed i had to block a bunch of people i had to report like harassment to facebook and i had to do all this shit while like family is like hey the turkey's done and i was like dude i'm getting and you can't explain this yeah and i'm like trying to as i'm going like no no no, listen they're lighting me up like i'm gonna get a call from my boss soon yeah and they're gonna take me my ability to feed my wife and kids so that shit all happens then we get to this other meme and then finally we'll get get to this thing but this other meme was uh it was right after Biden announced that he was picking uh, Kamala Harris. <laughs> Do you remember this? By the way, you you now that I, I I'm kind of remembering it, and I think you went away from my recommendation to your credit because it worked like a charm for you. Yes. But when you sent this to me, I went, I do not think this is gonna. I do not think this is. You gonna cautioned happen. me against yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cautioned me against it. But that was one of those moments where I've been cautioned against something before and, and not done it, or I've been cautioned against something before and done it so and, then, credit, and then paid the piper and got my to ass you. kicked. Yeah. So the meme was? It was one where I just thought, I was like, I do think this is funny. I'm going to roll the dice in spite of being cautioned against it and just see what happens. But I made a meme that was like, uh, do you remember the the pictures of, it's like Joe Biden kind of sitting back in the Oval Office or something. He's got kind of a smile on his face. Yeah. And then Obama's kind of like holding his head like, yes, oh I my do. God, this idiot. And it was always like, Joe dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, so it was, it was off of, we can't one take of all the J's off of the keyboard. Or yes, whatever. exactly. Yeah. You can't put like a staples easy button on the, on the resolute desk and say it's the nuclear launch button. Yeah. So I took that one and it was like the day it was like within a couple hours of Joe announcing Kamala as his running mate. Yeah. And it was, uh, basically I'm trying to remember, but it was, we basically said, and mind you too, there was another layer, which is like that, that, you know, Uncle Joe is sniffing people. Hashtag creepy Uncle Joe. Yes. and it, That's and the main part of the joke. Yes. He's creepy Uncle Joe and he says off-color things not realizing he doesn't have business saying. Correct. So I was kind of dogging him. Like when he the, told Charlemagne that you ain't black if you vote for Trump. 100%. Yes. So I was dogging him for that a little bit mm-hmm. and then also the play on Obama being disappointed him. And you could have taken that one and said that me, white guy, making this is an inappropriate thing to do. Absolutely. But again, I was making it about him and these two and whatever and the sniffing and all that. And the corn and, pop and all that stuff. Correct. And it was it was Biden asking Obama if he thinks that Kamala smells like cocoa butter. And he's asking... <laughs> 
in hindsight, he's asking Obama, which is which is hilarious. Yes, it's Biden asking Obama, "Do you think Kamala smells like cocoa butter?" And then <laughs> Obama's going like, "God damn it, Joe!" Yeah, yeah. And that one popped off pretty big. That was however many hundreds of of shares or whatever. And then a couple of people tagged me where that one went, and that. I know the one you're thinking. It's not even that. I do make a lot more no, that was, than I realize. That was that was one of them, and I because I remember saying, I don't know that I don't know that this one's gonna work, buddy. But it was it was actually the African American community that, sh- that thought it was the, liked it the most. Yeah, they loved that it. They shared it more than anybody else. Yes, yeah. L- and that was really interesting to see too because they saw the pure heart in it. Yes, I didn't know if I was just gonna get crucified for it. E- even knowing who I am, you know that's not who I am, right? Of course, but, but it's a it's a risk. Yes. And it's and that's what we do. Yes. We walk on a tightrope. Sometimes you fall off the tightrope. But, you but you're not... It, the intention is good. That one, yeah. It was like it was worth maybe falling off of this to just give it a shot to yeah. see if I get to the other side. Yeah. Uh, African-American community loved it. It was... I mean, they thought it was hilarious. It went better than... That was probably, that was probably one of my most popular ones. Yeah. And then cutting to the chase, I had the one that got stolen... And then that one went, I don't know if it technically met the definition of viral, but that one popped off huge. That was the Jim Carrey one. That was a good one too. Cause that speaks, that speaks to so many things. Everybody, everybody in the mainstream who sees that meme has that feeling about some people on their friends list. But then also if you're a creative, you so, we identify with what you made 1 million times more than a regular person and a regular person looks at that and goes oh my god this is so me right yeah so i made a meme that was it was and again that's the thing about memes too sometimes is is they feel risky for a comedian too because sometimes you're playing off of whatever the trending thing is and that kind of segues into your your video as well but you're playing off of this trendy thing that feels like it's already been done but in memes there's a little bit of like i can kind of one-up it or i can oh we're we're talking about tinder let me make my Tinder meme now and it's going to be better. Right. But but it's off of a concept that you didn't come up with. And because everybody's got their own meme generator, it's it's different. It's different than if somebody made a song and you're like, well, you missed these two words. I'm going right. to make the song and correct that. But with a meme, everyone's got their own genitor, generator and you can go, hey, you missed a spot. I'm going to show you what this thing should it's look like, like. It was like Vanilla Ice putting the the symbol in on the uh, Queen song, right? And then just being like, see, I just made it better. Yeah. No, you didn't. It's you not fucking the stole it's, it. It's not the same. It's yeah. not the same. See, it's got the hi-hat at the end. That poor guy. <laughs> so you stole it. But yeah, so memes, you can kind of tiptoe around other people's stuff or whatever. But I made a meme that was like that the, the, the one friend who never comments on your page or whatever only pops up to disagree. And it was a picture of Jim Carrey's face in um, Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura, thank you. When Nature Pet Calls. Detective. Uh, with his head coming out of the rhinos, the like robotic rhinos Chicago. ass. Bumblebee tuna. Um, and somebody, and then that one did pretty well just on my own page and whatever. Someone jacked it and they changed, they, they changed the image to a different image from the exact same scene in the movie. And no, I know it's the same. It's the same image. They just panned out further. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, so well from, from that scene, there's like a close up, and then the and camera kind of pans there. and they took that. Yep. So they, and what's funny too is, and I think I even sent you like a screenshot of my like photo library. I had downloaded that one yep. and I had downloaded this other one and a couple, and then I'll usually like touch up the picture to get it sharp and whatever. Yeah. And I had, and I had gone back and forth on the two and Which I thought, one do I use? this one's the funnier one. Let me go with this one. And I agree because Thank you're you. just, you're only stick. 
they're sticking their head out of the rhino yes. to disagree. Yes. It doesn't make sense for the whole body to come out. No. It's comedically funnier to just stick the head out. And the head's not even all the way out. It's just the mouth, right. which is hilarious. Yeah, he's like halfway out and like the skin of the rhino butt is like holding his face back. Yes. So I go with that one. Someone jacks it. They use like the whole rhino. And then someone else jacked that and then watermarked it. But it was all and oh, and the words were identical. Mm -hmm. My it was exact. There was no words. way to go. This isn't parallel thinking. You you copied and pasted what I you drafted. copy and pasted the actual words from my meme. And it, it, there was enough of them because I'm verbose that uh, <laughs> that uh, I got the text to prove it. Yeah. Oh God, I know. I feel bad about it. I but, feel bad that I don't give you detailed answers because I'm not a good texter. You so. and I got to stop feeling guilty with each other. <laughs> no, apparently, I think it, we have I an think issue. It helps us go forward. You think so? Yeah, because we both have. We're both maniacs in certain ways that that occasionally leads us to bickers, lovers, quarrels. And so I think that our whatever, our neuroses, yes, all of the other times is enough to really keep our... Yeah, there's an appreciation strong. there, right? Like That's you can right. understand that somebody's artistic, they're a comedian, they're disciplined, and they're, that they're... This passion that's the same as yours can lead to a clash, but you understand where it comes from. With other people, you're like, what's, what's wrong it's with this really, dickhead? And it's what really builds a strong friend, and I think it's why it's easier to have childhood friends than it is to build something like this with an adult friend, that it comes more rarely, is that complete, unconditional acceptance of somebody who's not like you. Yeah. And, and to be able to go after four, five, six, seven years, this is who he is. Right. He's going to drive me crazy every seven months, and I'm going to love him after it. Yeah. And then, I'm not going to try to change that anymore. And us doing that looks like, like an earthquake chart. It, it looks really, like it looks like existential. <laughs> it looks like a failed polygraph. If test. you look at the word existential on Google Trends, that is what it's like for it's us. It's popping off now. That's right. Um, but anyway, yeah, someone stole that and then someone watermarked it. And then that one went huge. And I had all kinds of friends tagging me everywhere they saw it. I was and wondering. I like called, yeah, I called out. Uh, I think like, I got blocked from someone's page yep. for, yeah. I called out a couple of them like, Dude, you know you flat out stole this. And one of them was, and this leads into some stuff too, is like kind of the meme aggregator. Like this is a meme page. Yeah. And so they passed it off. And for their page, it did tons of traffic and tons of likes and tons of shares. And I have had, Friends of mine that didn't see me complain about it on Facebook or whatever use it on my page, or I've seen them use With it the on their watermark. page. Yeah, and I've gone, hey, you know that I made this, right? You know that you could have used mine when you were uh, saying it to one of your friends. Like I've had friends use it to respond to someone who did that on their page, and, and they didn't use mine. And they don't get what it's like for us, so they're like, bro, relax. It's just yeah. a meme. It's not exactly. a meme. It's my life. It's my art, right? Yeah. That's what I did. I spent time, and you don't realize. You think it's just a meme generated and you just threw something. I picked out every word carefully to make it the right length, to make it fit the thing properly. I downloaded 10 pictures. I touched them. It still sounds stupid, but I put effort into making this thing deliberately funny for people to elicit this response and someone steals right. that response. Okay. So again, I'm too verbose. I apologize. No, no, no. It's but good. We get to this meme and I, I made a meme that said, uh, it was like the don't get the vaccine because it has a microchip in it starter kit or something like that. And it was like a picture of like an iPhone, uh, uh, was it a Google Nest or whatever? Apple Watch. And yeah, Apple Watch, uh, GPS in All your electronic car. devices that track you. All and there were like things. six of them in a six pack that's evenly bracketed. Yeah, yeah. Really cool looking thing that I, I haven't seen much of. So it was neat. 
Yeah, that, that's true. Usually it's like a single image, right? But mm-hmm. so I did like a six pack and it was like an Alexa or whatever. And honestly, after I put that one out there, I thought of other electronic devices that I, I should I, have used. I bet you wanted to replace the Nest immediately. A hundred percent. Why didn't I put the ring? What I really, the one in particular was I had like a car GPS, which is obviously tracking you. It knows where you're going. Yeah. Um, but I wish that, I think I didn't, I can't remember what I want. I, I want to say maybe I didn't have Alexa in there yeah. or, or uh, what's the Apple one or whatever. But I wish that that was in there. Mm-hmm. But I put it out there and it was too late. Right. And I can't remember. I want to say it was the next day or maybe it was two days later. I, I, get, I wake up and I get a So te- where did you post it? I posted on my comedy page and then I posted on just a couple of like goofy meme pages. Okay. I think. I'm pretty sure that one I did posted a couple places. Did you share it from your comedy page to those meme pages or did you just post it fresh on I the I think I just pages? posted it because again, it, it was to But me, it had your watermark. It had my watermark okay. and it was a very obvious watermark. Sometimes I kind of hide it in there. Yep. And I've heard of comics doing it two ways where they'll put two. Mm-hmm. They put a very obvious one so that they can kind of get the credit for it. And then they'll sneak one in there like Smart. super sketchy. Smart. And then they bust you mm-hmm. when you put your own watermark on it. Or what happens is people would do it at the edges mm-hmm. and someone crops the meme crops the and just off. snakes your shit right out of it. Yeah. And then you go, oh, well, look at that. It says Daniel Betts Comedy right on the ass of the rhino and you didn't even notice mm-hmm. it. So don't then, tell me you didn't steal and it. And then they're immediately prosecuted and sentenced. Exactly. <laughs> exactly like, right? And then funny. you get all the credit comes in <laughs> and all the followers on your page. <laughs> It's funny what we consider justice, and they're like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, oh, go fuck yourself, and, and then, then we, you get blocked. And then we got him. Yeah. <laughs> really hammered his nuts to the wall, didn't we? Crucified that. And then I entered his message requests that he'll never see. And then he forwarded all likes to my page and yeah, exactly. came clean. Uh, <laughs> that one had a very obvious watermark, and I think I posted that one in a couple of meme type pages and i that was like the, pretty new to me that i would do that i didn't really know that that was a thing you could do yeah i wake up the next morning i have a uh, a text message or an instagram message or something from a mutual friend of ours who's a door guy at the comedy store and oh it was yeah, bruce. bruce sends me a i try not to put too many uh name name jobs in podcasts yeah they, but i'm not used to these people are. i'm not used to having friends with any clout so i'm like what who, who yeah, do, do I, I know anybody who do, who do i know well that, who do i know that does something um and he was like, hit him with the watermark, huh? Like joking or whatever. And sent me a link to a Reddit page. And I looked and there were like eight or 12,000 upvotes on it. And I like refreshed the page and it hit like 18 or something. Jesus. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. So I like, I refreshed it again and it's like 26 or something. I was like, holy fuck. Like, and I didn't know anything about Reddit. Yep. I still don't. So, yeah. So I still, I still don't. Are you I, still waiting for your clout to be able to post on there? Yes. You have to need a certain amount of points. So that's when uh, I certain- quit. That's when I quit because I finally got on there and then I, I tried to post a video and they're like, you actually have to be here for seven days. And I waited seven days and I posted that and they said, you actually need 500 points. And I'm like, well, these, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hang out with these trash cans all day. Yes. Because they're just, they're even worse is there's, there's one that I wanted to try to just, it was like f- funny memes or something and it won't tell you what you need. Yeah. It's a secret. No one knows until you've reached some certain level. And I think you have to like comment on other people's stuff, but half it. of the stuff that's in there is dog shit. I hate it. So I would have to leave phony baloney, like, "Hey, this is funny," blah blah blah, comments just to get enough karma or whatever to post shit. Yeah. So somebody posted it in there. Somebody saw it posted in there, whatever. And I didn't know when I was refreshing it, and they were flying up that fast. I didn't know if that was legitimate. I didn't understand. Like, 
are there that many people on this thing right now yeah. upvoting this shit that in 20 seconds I can go 1,000 or 2,000? And that was the case. It ended up being, though, that the page that they posted it in didn't allow memes. So it hit like 32 or 38,000 in like a really short hour or two hours or something. And then the uh, admins or moderators of that page or whatever deleted it. Down. it. But, but it was already loose at that point. Yep. So it got picked up by, I think, Grape Juice Boys is like a meme aggregator on Instagram. I think they Big. were first. Yeah, like Big. two yeah, or three yeah, million followers. Yeah, something like that, 1.9 1. or 2.3 million followers or something like that. They picked it up, and the same thing, I kept refreshing it, and it was just skyrocketing. Now, now, they were the first place to attribute it to you, right? Yes. They gave credit to you. Yes. How, how does that work? Did they just, how did they know how to find you? Um, I think, I, I, that's a really good question. Part of me thought. Did they post it first, then you reach out to them, then they will tag you? I think people were tagging me in it. Oh, cool. And sort of people, friends of mine that have, because it's, it's blowing up. Sure. And and by the way, I didn't know about Grape Juice Boys until the, I didn't know me about neither. meme aggregators until this. I didn't know about Grape Juice Boys until this. But when I did check Grape Juice Boys, we would have like, like 600 friends who follow it. Yes. So we were the only people, despite the fact that this is our chosen industry, right. we were the only people who don't know about meme aggregators. Didn't, didn't know anything about meme aggregators or grape juice. I would always sit around, much to our naivete about stand-up comedians, I would look at all these memes and go, Jesus Christ, where are these coming from? Right. How do they find them? How do all my friends who are not funny at all find these? Yes, I wondered that too. I was like, how are my friends posting funny memes all the time? How are they finding all these funny memes? I didn't know if there was a, a Walmart there's for funny two, memes. There's 200,000 idiots like us making them and then one site that pumps them. Yes. And then 20 million people copy and paste those. Yep. And I can't remember if they... I want to say... And forgive me, Grape Juice Boys, if I'm incorrect about this because there were a couple others that they, did it. And but, they definitely listen. Yeah, they're obviously... They're one of the 12. Obviously, all of, the, it's, all of the Grape Juice Boys. It's Margaret... The Grape Juice Boys and 10 other people listen to this podcast. That's right. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if they credited me out of the gate or if friends of mine had tagged me. Yeah. Uh, like there were like 12 of my friends had tagged me and then they updated the like status or whatever to tag my Instagram account. But it was either them or I think the next one was uh, Shithead Steve is another... Me, and it's funny, now people send me all kinds of shithead Steve memes all the time. And what's there's two things funny about that is, one, I think a whole shit ton of my friends or quote-unquote following ended up following these pages as a result, mm -hmm. and now they send me things. So I was good for their followers. Yeah, It generated followers for their page. But then the thing that you and I have talked about that you know to be kind of frustrating is you guys all went and followed grape juice boys or shithead steve or these other meme aggregators go me. find the person who made the art and go follow them they need it exactly they deserve it how funny is it by the way that that in the mainstream popularity what all of these meme aggregators are called and it's just reached it's just like like after shithole country like the the cover just came off of yes decency and tact in society. So like you've got grandmothers in Kansas that are like, I follow shithead Steve. Yes. Fuck Jerry and the fat Jew. That's <laughs> right. Like, what? Is the fat Jew one? <laughs> yeah. 
hilarious. That's a yeah. I didn't know that. I That's think he great. was. The, I think he was the first, and then he got busted for stealing memes. But I'm sure he's. I'm sure Thriving. he's in a palatial estate. Yeah, driving this, a nice BMW. He's one of the. He's also one of the twelve that listen to this. So it's it's the fat Jew. It's grape juice boys. It's Margaret, and now nine other people. That Margaret's not podcast. Jewish, right? You're not. <laughs> I don't know Haggard. She's Irish. Okay. Oh, oh, there you go. Haggard, okay, that makes she's sense. Irish. Yeah. Um, anyway, so a couple of the, so like grape juice boys picked it up first, and then shithead Steve picked it up, and they had even more. They had like three or four million or something like that. Then like men's humor picked it up. Whoa. Um, okay, so is this at this point? Is it only Instagram, or when they posted Instagram, then they also do it Facebook? Um. The Grape Juice Boys and Shithead Steve were Instagram, and then Men's Humor picked it up on Facebook. And what I had said to you is I was talking to you about this, and you're like, yeah, but kind of everybody does this and all that. And I had to stop you and say, no, everybody does these, but now you see the difference when a great comedian jumps into the meme game because at this time, your meme had done better than anything on Grape Juice Boys had done. So yeah. if the average Grape Juice Boys meme gets 300,000 likes... Yours was at like 1.2 million or it was something like that. It was crazy. Your numbers are off, but yeah, but I mean, it, crazy. Was, it was like like 60,000 on Grape Juice Boys or 70, 80,000 or something, but then mine was like 150 or something, but like in, okay. in six hours or so, you know, yes. not even just a couple hours or whatever. Yes. Um, and yeah, it looked like I didn't scroll through like everything on their page, but for the most part, if I scrolled a little bit before my meme and then in the days that came after my meme, mine was like the highest, uh, you know, like the, the most number of likes or hearts or whatever the heck on, on Instagram. Yeah. And a similar thing happened on like shithead Steve. And then, and then, um, and then, uh, uh, men's humor picked it up. And then I can't, there were a few Crazy. others. Yeah. So, so none of them in an individual space did a million or, or even a half a million or something like that. It was like a hundred or a couple hundred thousand here or there. Okay. So overall, I think I topped over a million probably, but, but likes, yeah. not, not views, not clicks. Correct. This is people. And, and you figure one out of one out of 25 at a best ratio, one out of 25 people that see something and enjoy it, like it. So yeah. If you have a hundred thousand likes on a meme, I would imagine that that approximately means that one and a half million have seen it. Right, and there were a lot of comments too because it was a bit polarizing. And one thing I've learned on Facebook is that a lot of people will share in lieu of liking. So you might have yes. like I'll see posts that have four hundred likes and ninety thousand shares. I'm like, God damn. That was the thing too. I never got to see those metrics because it wasn't connected to my comedy page. So mm. all of the metrics, all the stats associated with it, I never got any opportunity to see. And I don't think there was any way to see how many people were sharing it, at least on Instagram, maybe on Facebook you could. Yeah. But I would have people tagging me in random things. So so some places had, you know, 150,000 likes. Yeah you know, whatever, uh, several thousand, um, comments or whatever. And then, uh, people would tag me some places where it was like, especially as it dwindled down 48,000, 52,000, 12,000, 7,000, okay. or even like we talked about, uh, our buddy Dave, someone had sent it to him and he's like, I know the guy. And he, yeah, he responded. was like, I know the guy. And then sent me the screenshot of their conversation and sent it to me. But even our buddy hadn't gone to my page to like it. <laughs> Even after that happened, didn't go to my page to like it. And I was right. like, well, what the fuck? Go to my page and like it. And to this day, the meme has something like 
50 likes mm. on, on my your page, page on my page yeah. wow so it never made it back to my page now wow. when one of them tagged me on instagram that led to a hundred some followers and nothing major but i got this influx of followers and then i had posted a um a clip of my stand-up right around that time too and so that ended oh, up being like the biggest views of anything but i wasn't an instagram user much yeah almost at all i'm still really not and prior to that i was almost not at all so then that had this like bigger influx of views than anything that else that I had posted. But I never got to see the shares from it. Right. And it never linked to my account or to my page or especially on Facebook where it originated. It never linked to that. I never got to see what it would have done on the Reddit page before they take it, took it down. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, 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 I don't remember anymore. I got whatever it was 30 or 120 to my Facebook page, new, new likes or followers or something like that. And then Instagram was probably a little bit more, but something similar. So all in all, like I kind of people tagged me for a few days and I would see it and I kind of added it all up and I'm guesstimating that I probably crossed the million mark. Sure. And I probably did it in the three to seven day Definitely. range to make yeah. it qualify as viral. Yeah. But I, but I have no idea what it, really and, did and i think the only reason for those brackets three to seven days is basically if it doesn't do it in seven days it's not it won't do yeah it. you're right i think if you cross a million in eight days no one's gonna go actually i think mm. it's just if it doesn't happen in seven days it ain't going further than yeah that. i was gonna ask true. you how long from start to finish was this was this run um probably about that probably about, about seven days ish or so and that must be kind of the cycle where the next thing has popped or people have moved on to the thing, or the algorithms have started to move, shift away, or whatever. And now that everyone else has gone away, and to do the next flavor of the month, what do your? I mean, of course, just it, it doesn't have to be too detailed. But what do your next next seven days look like? In terms of uh, just, interactions on social media, you mean? How what you do, how you feel when it's over? Did did anything? Did was there a lull after that until the next thing that kind of hit a little bit? Like what, just what, what happened when everyone else go, you have the big moment where everyone sees the stardust that's sprinkled upon you from the cosmos. And then they go, I'm gonna go find something else now. And then the next post, whatever it does, right. Does not do a million likes. No. Um, but, but what did it look like? The next post does what, how does that feel? How do you negotiate that? Just wherever you want to take the aftermath. Yeah, it was neat to see, it was cool to see that like uh, you see I switched from neat to cool, so I sounded less dorky. But um, mm. I heard from fellow comics that I never hear from <laughs> that it was like, oh, so you are watching, mm -hmm. so you do see my page and you do see the things that I post, but you don't interact. Yep, you don't participate. You don't like. You don't comment. You don't share. You might not even follow my page right. um, or you do follow my page, but there's like almost no record of you being involved at all, but you've seen this. Mm -hmm. And so it was interesting to go, oh, so um, you only see or notice or care about the things that go big. There was a little bit of that feeling. Yep. Then there was a little bit of like, hey, it was cool of you to even just reach out and be like, oh, this is cool, man. Good right. for you. Like, congrats yeah, yeah. on having something kind of pop like that. Yeah. There was some genuine curiosity from folks just who... How'd you do it? Yeah, most of us had never how experienced I, How do I do it? Yes, there was that. There was a little bit of like, how did you do it? Um, how do I do it? And a little bit of a, um, what is this like? Just a genuine, like, what is this like? Is that so cool? Is it validating? Yeah. Whatever. 
there was a little bit of that. Then there was a little bit of where I felt a little bit like haters, like you guys don't even like this shit on my page, but you see it. Yeah. And, and even our buddy Dave, not a bad guy, not a hater by any stretch and not even a comic. So no reason to hate my success for this. But I looked at that and I was like, go to my fucking page and like the thing then. Or when your buddy, when you share it, don't share it from the aggregator. (laughs) Take the time to go to my page and share it from my freaking page, will you? Um, Make me the aggregator. Yes. So there was a little bit of that too. But I also kind of felt it was dumb. I didn't think in any way, shape, or form that it was the best one that I had ever created. Mm -hmm. And it left me a little bit going, well, how come this, yeah, exactly. How come this one popped, but these 12 others that I think are way better didn't pop? Mm -hmm. Um, Then I also just felt like it was the lowest form of comedy. Mm -hmm. I just felt like this wasn't, this wasn't my album. This wasn't my five minute reel. If you're going to, if you're going to go, so you basically feeling like if you're going to, speaking to the masses if you're gonna go crazy about something of mine why would it be this yes i put my i put my heart and soul into this stuff i can't give it to you for free to take a look at right why why this yeah hundreds of hours into a set yep you know you're polished tried and true 20 to 45 or 50 or whatever right Mm -hmm. How many hours does it it go into making that and you fuckers won't even watch it? You won't listen to it. You won't share it. My friends won't share it. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes sometimes you've even begged them. Because I I can be shameless enough sometimes. You're much better. Yep. Yep. You're much better. I'm willing to ask a friend like, hey, would you share this? If you like it. I mean, don't share it just as a favor. But if you like it, do me me the next little step of a favor and share it. Because you've shared 10,000 other bullshit things. Right. Can you share my thing? We know each other. Um. And, uh, so then it's like, you won't make the effort to go and share my set, but then you see this thing that's got 500,000 things on it or whatever. And you're sharing that almost like, Hey, I know this guy. The second, what I do adds value to you. You'll yes. do it. Yeah. But I, you, you're not going to support me on the way up. I got to get there and then you'll support it. You know what it felt like a bit to me too. And this is why I think now we, we have to segue into your story and what just happened and your feelings about it and almost probably should have done that and then mutually no, the good thing is we can recap mine in a couple of weeks because it's in the middle of it right yes, now true and we don't know where it's going to go i'm almost certain where it's going to end but we don't know yet okay so yeah so we, we talk about that and then we got to recap it and see kind of what the what the finished yep. thing is right but but to me like you reached out to me and you're like dude this is badass like this is really cool i saw you were tracking it the same way i've been tracking yours probably yeah. And just going, oh my God, look at it, look what it's doing now. Look what it's doing now. And, yeah. and what are you seeing and kind of the data behind it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, there was almost a little bit of embarrassment with it. it. It felt a little bit like, hey, I've put in probably a probably uh, probably a couple, couple thousand hours into being a comic and mm-hmm. on the road and late nights and all this shit. And what you guys laughed at was me tripping on the way to the stage. <laughs> That's what it felt like a little bit. Like I see. I'm a real comedian, I think. And doing real comedy and pouring my heart and soul and effort and time and money into it. And this fucking throwaway, like I sneezed into like a, a tissue. felt like a rubber ducky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It felt like I went up there and just went, wah, 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 wah. And you guys thought, like I farted into the mic and you like, that's how I felt about it. Which is why I think that yours is cooler. So I think, do, but I think because of who we are, it always feels like a rubber ducky. 
true and you have expressed genuine like no 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 dude that that was cool and that was funny and that was good and it was different and it stood out and sort of like almost picked me up from my feeling of feeling like it was a rubber ducky but then on the other foot of that on the shoe on the other foot or whatever like i've seen you a little bit like ah, and i'm like no no no, dude this is fucking cool this is really cool yeah so i still That's i don't why think it's good you, to have friends to help you smell the roses yes I don't think you could convince me that mine is as cool in spite of the numbers. If yours fizzled out right now, I, the numbers game didn't matter to me because it was it felt like my lower form. Yeah. But also comedy is like the, the lower form of entertainment already. Sure. And then this to me felt like the even lower form of that. So I just, I couldn't be that proud of it. And then I guess before we segue to that, then it, it pretty quickly disappears. Yep. And I posted a, a clip of a set that I did at the Quip, and that one had you know X number of views or likes or whatever. And then the very next one after that was like a third of that. Mm. And then at some point, some of the folks that followed my page seemed to unfollow my page yeah. where one of two things occurred. Either they realized that I was not a funny aggregator, yes, and therefore there was no need to follow some no-name nobody, right? or I posted something that, I, either they didn't like or was just genuinely kind of who I was. You didn't become the vaccine boy. Yes, exactly. And, and so I just posted something real about me. They, or, want, yeah, they wanted Urkel. You gave him Stefan. Exactly. Yeah. I, I wasn't going to to now become like, oh, I'm an influencer. Let me just give you what you want. I'm just still going to be me. So yeah. if I said something political that you didn't like, you're, you're gone now. Because mm -hmm. I could just follow shithead Steve and he's going to just post nothing but funny, 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 funny. Yep. You Shit. posted a picture with your daughter, go fuck yourself. Shithead Steve is two things. He's Steve and he's a shithead. And he's a shithead. And that's, and that's, that's what I came him, here for. And that's what he does. That's yeah. right. That's what, <laughs> he's not that's like, complex. That's like the dude that shows up at the party like, I came here to drink and fight and I'm all out of beers. I'm all out of beers. Yeah. So, it was, so then it fizzled uh, pretty quickly. There were a few folks that stuck around on, on Facebook or Instagram and that's yep. all I use now. Now. Um, and they've probably liked a few things and kind of, we've connected a little bit, right? Like I see that they've liked or commented and I've commented back. Sure. And for those folks, they probably think that I'm just like, that I'm established or right. whatever, yeah. which I'm not. So of course I'm cool, going to interact with them. They think, how cool is it that Dan's... Yes. 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 How, how cool is it that shithead Steve is interacting with me, but it's just Dan in Bakersfield. That's so, right. But yeah, for, and from my perspective, I thought, how cool is it that you came here to follow and that you... But I guess the bigger takeaway too was, before we move to you, is there was a there was a validation that came with it, right? Mm -hmm. That's like, I've put all this time and effort into to this thing, to, to just making people laugh, not trying to get famous, not trying to make a ton of money, none of that. I just want to make people laugh. Yep. And your uh, report card is mm -hmm. showing nothing but fucking Fs. Yeah. And I finally got an A plus that was like a validation. Like, hey, this was funny. Now, uh, maybe you feel a little bit like a guy that steps to the plate and swings at everything. Yeah. And so you've got a billion strikes, but then you clock one, like t the tin cup reference. Yeah. Then you... Then you clock one, and it was it was a hole in one in the movie, sure. right? Yeah, and and then that's undeniable. So that yeah. was that was a little bit cool. The validation that was cool. Can can we segue into yours? Of and, course. And you share then, right? Okay. Unless you want me to share. I'll I'll kind of take it really quickly from the top. Okay. So I'm we're both stand up comedians, and we and we <clears throat> thankfully a lot of the origins of the story is very much the same exactly struggling comic and feeling and what not validated and no one no traction very similar that's right and then circumstantially what i'm about to say too yeah. which is we're stand-up comedians through and through 
I am. I don't want to get on a sitcom, and I'm using stand-up for that, and neither are you. Mm-mm. I want to do whatever I can do to be a stand-up comedian, and it's what I love. It's what I want to do someday. Right. And if nothing, if I could do that, and nothing else, great. If I do anything else, I'm going to try to weasel it into doing stand-up comedy. Well, in March of 2020, stand-up comedy disappeared. Right. COVID quarantine. We are no longer allowed to do stand-up. If you do a Zoom show. It's much different than stand-up, and it doesn't feel like stand-up to us. To us. It feels horrible. <clears throat> so none of us know what we're going to do. Everything is closed. Um, sometime in May or June, I am doing a home workout, but that home workout consists of me trying to do an arm workout, kind of a full-body workout, I guess, using... So I have I have stones, decorative stones outside of my house. I put them in shopping bags to make dumbbells out of them because once everything shut down, you couldn't buy anything. Couldn't get anything. Uh, I have a ladder, a little tiny step ladder that I was using for chest presses. Um, I had a I bought a pull up bar to try to mount in my garage, but as you know, I'm not handy at all, so that never happened. So I tied some shopping bags and rocks to that and made it a curl bar. And so like four or five different things that I was using for a home workout and I've got an ottoman in my living room that's my bench. Which is hilarious. By the way, did you have the heavy bag up yet or no? No. Okay. It was, I think it was before I bought that. And did that go wrong, by the way? No. Oh, okay. One, okay. You, I thought I, for, for some now, reason I, I might was remembering be, that you took, down, took I, it off. I might be damaging the foundation of my house. That okay. remains to be seen. <laughs> you don't hit that hard, Chris. <laughs> it's but a 700-pound bag. <laughs> yeah. On a it's paper machine. Yeah, it's the bag, not the body. It's, 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 yeah. it's the, on a balsa wood frame in the garage. Yeah, I didn't say I might be damaging yeah, yeah. the foundation. It might be damaging the foundation. You're, I just picture you kicking it like a blood, only, like blood sport. There's or only, a, yeah, there's only one big cock in that room, too. And it's, <laughs> and it's the bag. I picture you just mashing it like the kickboxer movie when he's hitting the uh, the pillar or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I've got an itch that isn't being scratched. I'm in the middle of a workout. I'm high on pre-workout, which is the, about the only time I'm truly happy in a day. Right. And so I just, for the hell of it, with no intentions, no intentions, just being silly, in a good mood, being silly. I film myself doing this home workout um, and I've got a bunch of candy because I shame eat. I got a big bag of purple and blue sour gummy worms. And so I film myself doing this workout. And then I film myself watching TV, eating the gummy worms and pretending someone else is filming me during that point and like sit up and go, turn it off, turn the camera off. Right. Which I love, by the way. I throw this into iMovie and it's like a 40 second video. I throw it into iMovie, cut it together and edit real quick. It's really raw. It's and by re- the way, you have no real experience with any kind Not of really. video. Editing. Nope. Just trying to edit my stand-up clips and that always went poorly. So I just cut this thing together and I put it online as just a goof. And it gets like 500 views. If I remember correctly, it was 549. And I was like, that's more than anyone's ever looked at anything I've done before ever. And then it just kind of swims in my head. And then from that, I spent $299 to buy Final Cut Pro 10 for um, my Apple computer. Right. And the good part about that is I was, I was already looking at software to try to make myself more of something. Um, and I was looking at Adobe Premiere Pro, but that's like $600 a year, and, I, and I'm not successful enough or good enough at doing it to justify spending that. So I found this Final Cut Pro. I already have Apple. If I pay the $300 for this thing, it just I just get updates. I'll never and have you, to pay for it again. 
that's for a lifetime thing. Lifetime thing. And you already wanted it for your OnlyFans account anyway. That's correct. Okay. And that's where I do my numbers. <laughs> okay. That, that's where you're a real viral. It's still sensation. only 12 people, but I get their phone numbers. And that's, that's not nice. viral. That's a virus. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I do this and then I, and then I make a really rough sketch. My early sketches, I hope I, I've taken them down. I might not have. My early sketch, I think my first real sketch that I did was like 11 minutes long. It's just a, it's, it's a video diary. (laughs) After that one? After that one, I do like, I think I do open micers learning at home or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's me in my shower pretending to use a microphone. And it's like, it's just all this goofy stuff. (laughs) Okay. And I just keep doing it now. And some get a few views, some don't get views. And then it starts to build up from 500 to 1,000 to 2,000 to 3,000 to I do one with Lexi, every girl, it's called Every Girl's DMs. And I, and I feel pretty good about it. I do like 12 different guys. I set Lexi up and kind of give her lines and she looks all pretty. And it's just me walking into a room saying something awful to her her reacting and me reacting as though it's her it's though it's her DMs right. played out in real life. Okay. And that does like six thousand views, seven and I think I'm on my way. Which and by the way, it's really funny to say too that that even six thousand, it's not what it deserves so much more. Every one of them deserves so much more, but you're happy to have the six thousand at That's this right. point in in this <clears throat> development. So what I'm doing at this point is I'm putting it on my personal page because I know that's where people will see it. And then a day or two later, I'll put it on my comedy page and no one is seeing Like it. an archive almost at that point. That's right. Yeah. And no one is seeing those for the most part. Every once in a while, one will do okay. But for the most part, none of them are doing okay. Um, I do I do an anti-mask video. That one does a little well be- on the comedy page because of controversy. A few yes. people found it and started fighting. A little and polarizing. Two guys on my comment thread argued with each other for about 36 hours. Yeah. And that was enough to push me forward in the algorithm a little bit. But even still, we're talking 12,000 views, something like that. Which, again, is... Great. Yeah. But also... The perspective of you're really happy to have 12,000. And yet, at least from my perspective, these things are funny enough that you wish 200,000 people would see them. And in the meantime, I'm watching other viral videos right. and going, what is this? And what do I got to... I, I get it that I don't have an audience. I get it that I can't control what people really take off with, but I'm looking at certain things that aren't that good that get really popular, and I'm going, I get that I, I get that it's not apples to apples as to what goes big, but I'm looking at this and going, how much better does my stuff have to be right. for you to give a shit? Like, I, don't, I get it doesn't have to be as good as the guy who's got 2 million followers, but how much better do I have to be before I get 2,000 followers? Right, and it's not, by the way, there's not, it's not a... Um it's not an arrogance thing. It's not about like feeling like you need to be validated right. or that you deserve. It's just, it's like, can you at least score me fairly for yeah. the amount of work and creativity? I'm doing this for you. Yeah, yeah. And so that, that happens. And then the next video does like 5,000 again. So it's like, we're going down. Yeah. And then I do this video about UFC, um, the fake UFC expert, and I call it Bro, Bro Rogan. And it's just me, and I just happen to have all this stuff from, stay at, from work at home. I hit a heavy bag, I jump rope, I, I, I have a pool, I do all this stuff. And so I, the sketch is me pretending to be an MMA expert, but I've never done any of it. So it's like me telling somebody in a rear naked choke that they got to fight harder, but I choke on my water and cry. Right. <laughs> so it's just stuff like that. 
Um, I post it on my personal page. No one cares. It gets like 1,500 views, and I'm really disheartened. And then some guy who I barely know, nice guy, we've worked together before, shares it in an MMA forum and adds me to the group. And then it gets like 3,000 views there. And so then I join like five MMA groups and I share it there and it gets like 17,000. And I'm like, hey, but also like I'm like my brother would call me and congratulate me and I'd say like, thank you. But in the back of my mind, I go, I know why I got these views on this one. And I know it's not going to follow me to the next video because I can't post. I can't post a sketch about my anxiety ridden inner voice to an MMA thread. Right. <laughs> and, and tell me this, by the way, sorry to interrupt your flow. Did you feel because I because I did like you were cheating yes. by posting your own thing? I did. In the, you feel like I just did. marketing yourself, just yeah. trying to. Which is the dumbest fucking thing. Because if it you feels, had a, a new restaurant, of course you're putting the grand opening sign out front. It's something that we were doing that feels humble, but it's actually arrogant. It yes. feels like I don't want to promote myself and big myself up. But what you're also unintentionally kind of saying to the world is, I expect you to find me because I'm that special. Right. And I don't want to put the work in. I And also, I don't want to be vulnerable enough to tell you, hey... I would like it if you support me. Right. That's the, the you could deep dive. This could be an hour on this part of yeah, the thing. Let we me, should do that. Okay. Th so, let, me, let me get you back. Yeah. So then I'm doing sketches and it's just not working out. And then I do this one that is still my favorite thing I've ever did done. And that I, boy. and I've never, I didn't say a word in the sketch. It's called, uh, something about my my girlfriend's workout because I watched Lexi and I work out together on the weekends. And so I watch her do her workout and she's doing all the cute girl things, which is, it's clever nothing. Right. <laughs> so, you right. Know, she's doing these air thrusts. It's just all this goofy stuff. Sounds like my workouts, by the way. <laughs> so, and you've probably never seen this because it got, I'll tell you what happened. Okay. I filmed myself doing versions of her workout and I overlay the track of the Napoleon Dynamite breakdance. <laughs> Jamiroquai. Right, yes. Um, uh, candy in my heels. Yes. And it's, I mean, it's the best editing job I've ever done. It's seamless. So when a part of the song hits, it switches to me. And then the last part is me doing hip thrusts. And, and uh, like on titles, I go, and of course, dot, dot, dot. And the dot, dot, dot says each dot is its own thing. Yes. Hip thrusts. And it's like dance, hip thrusts. Yes. And it's me doing hip thrusts on my counter. It's me doing hip thrusts at my pool. It's me doing hip thrusts somewhere else. And it's me doing a hip. Th and then the camera, because Lexi did this for me. She, she 360 pans around the hatch of my Jeep and I'm doing thrusts in the Jeep and it, and it, closes in on my on my balls <laughs> while I'm doing and so it's this whole thing and I and it's perfect and and by the way this is during COVID so still while everyone's trying to figure out how to work out from home which Nailed is it. great yeah I post it and two minutes later I go to check it and admire my work and to make sure that it's loaded correctly and there's no sound because Jamiroquai is record label Oh, Jesus Christ. It has a thing that it flags with Facebook and it will not play. So it's just me in silence. And there's no swapping out it's the song either. It's me in either. silence wearing a belly shirt and it makes no sense. Oh, no. 
and it died. I took it down and never put it back up because it makes no. I've tried. I tried every way you could possibly think of to game the system. Couldn't do it. So I'm like, so now I'm like, you know how disheartened I get. Yeah. So I'm like, this is the this was the best thing I've done, and it's the quirkiest, mainstreamiest, best shot I had. And the vulnerability, by the way, to put it out, because right. here's the other part that folks don't know: you have other comics and other peers and oh, people I, a level below. Thank or a level you for above. doing that. I forgot to talk about that. My second sketch, people started making fun of me. Really? Other comics, other comics started shitting on me online, and then I just ethered two of them and you i ethered two of them and then that stopped and you got to write those names <clears> down <throat> and you and you had um uh this from my perspective here too. was one. Oh yeah and then the him. other fuck him the, the <laughs> other i the other i forget their name because i didn't know them and that was the source of my ethering is yeah. <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> fuck them uh but yeah. but here's the thing people listening you gotta understand this too i think is you were breaking the mold because none of us were making any kind of a video at all. Most of us comics didn't have a podcast or they had one, but it was nothing or it was fizzling out or whatever the case may be. People were starting to do some of the Zoom shows and Zoom open mics, but no one's really liking them. People are still doing it, but it's like sex with a blow-up doll. Like it's not the real. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking amazing. That's in the other, that's in the other studio. Yeah. Over um, but you broke them all, and, and there's a vulnerability that comes with that. There's a little bit of a trailblazing. Obviously, sketches have already been done. But for a true comedian to now come out and do this, and I'm going to sound like a like a fanboy here, but you're you're cool. You got muscles. So for a comic, Produce, there's like a... Producer, can you isolate this? Cool <laughs> muscles. Cool muscles. Yeah. Cool. Muscles. I don't need an intro song anymore. Right. Cool, cool, cool muscles <laughs> with Chris Flail. But... But like, um, and so it, it's, um, when you're already a fucking dork, you can just be a dork. You had to be like, uh, I'm, you know, like I'm a normal dude. I have a heavy bag, whatever. And I'm going to be a complete fucking dork loser yeah. doing hip thrusts all over my house. And yeah. I'm going to put that out there for you to see and laugh at me being a dork right. because I want you to laugh. And the fact that I have to be uncool to do it, I'm willing to do that. Because the soul of this is making someone laugh. I'm sorry. No, it's I, I really wanted to like... <clears throat> That's exactly right. And so this one is where I feel like I have my best shot because I really want to make it. Like, I right. really want to make it and do right. this. I want to... I'd love to tell you I'm a pure artist that, that one of those guys who makes beautiful paintings and puts them in a garage because it's not about the viewer, it's about the art. Right. I'm not. I really want to do this. And so I, this is my best shot. <clears throat> I can't even post it. And now, and by the way, now I'm flagged. I got dinged twice from Facebook for trying to post this against right. copyright laws. Ugh. So now I'm on thin ice anyway. Do another sketch or two, does nothing. And at this point, I'm feeling so anxious and depressed. And I've got such an unhealthy relationship with the internet. I've chastised people. I've chastised nameless, faceless friends publicly so many times that... I real I realize I've got an I've got too unhealthy an association with this. I need to go away. And so I took off Facebook for I don't know, two or three months. Can you do some filler while I see who's at yeah, my Yeah, door? go ahead. <laughs> so so important to note. So first of all, Chris has to go answer his door for a second. But uh important to note that again, this is still during COVID. So you're you're already going out of your mind. We can't our 
creative expression is gone. Our cathartic outlet is gone. Uh, like if you're a gym rat and the gym closes, this is our dojo, our gym, our comedy, no way to do it. And then by the way, here's the thing Chris hasn't even said yet is that other videos are being put out. There's fucking TikTok is putting out all day, every day, people are using someone else's music oh, to make a funny video exactly and get right. 10 million fucking views. It's the whole thing. And here you did this obscure song and they won't let it play. Oh, and people, what people are doing right now is they're taking their TikToks and posting them on Facebook and it's like, it's some And it's pull. okay somehow. And that's fine. By the way, I signed up for TikTok. Okay. <laughs> There's nothing on there. Because I looked at it, I'm like, I can't, I can't. <laughs> there's nothing. Right. There's. Not, I really wanted to be like, hey, maybe I could put something on here. You can only do 60 seconds. <laughs> it's all dances and all that shit. It's got its own editing software. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just in over my head. Yep. I, at first, I was being too arrogant. Uh, doing a TikTok. I'm not 12. I'm right. Not this and that. But then I actually gave. I was gonna give it a try, and I'm like, I think there's just nothing for me on here. Yeah. So, at this point, I've got such a poor relationship with social media that I go dark. I, I deactivate Instagram, I deactivate Twitter, I definitely deactivate Facebook, and it felt so good to just be away from it. I never missed it again. And, yep. and at this point, I'm like, maybe I don't need to be successful or famous in comedy. And when I would talk to you too, you didn't. I mean, you didn't care. I didn't you care didn't miss it one damn bit. I didn't care about anything, and I immediately didn't care about so much that was preoccupying my entire day. Right. Twitter chases me back because they delete your account. If you're gone for more than 20 days, and I really need those 93 followers. Yeah. But I also like seeing what's going on, and Twitter's a good vessel for that. Right. To see what's going on. And so I'm back on that, and I'm just checking. I'm not really doing anything on it. I'm just checking it a lot, but still off Instagram, still off Facebook. And then on Thanksgiving, I feel good enough in a spot to where I'm like, I'll jump back on Facebook. I jump on and just tell everybody, hey, you know, missed you guys. Good to be back. And, it, and on my personal page. And for me, it gets a lot of likes. Like, I, I'm king no like. Right. But this time, it gets like 200 likes. I'm like, that's weird. But I'm still well-adjusted. I don't care. Right. And then I post well, As well-adjusted as a comic can be. Yeah. And by the way, people are messaging me while you're off social media yeah. asking if you've blocked them or unfollowed. Like, I'm your fucking keeper. That's right. Hilarious. People who, who didn't like any of my stuff. And, and at some point, which is not who I want to be, I posted something of like, hey, if you don't like my comedy page, I'm just going to unfriend you. Because why are we doing this? I'm not going right. to put... But then, of course, I didn't do that. And so, yeah, people who wouldn't... I, I do those things. I'll who, do them. People who wouldn't enough. support stuff reached out to you and said, hey, did he block me? Right. <clears throat> but I didn't. And so then the next day, I go to my girlfriend's uh, house for Thanksgiving, and I'm there with her family, and she's got a really cute, sweet dog. And I'm playing with the dog, and the dog... like the, She puts a little vest on the dog because she's a foofy girl, and right. everything in the house is foof, what, like white, puffy, oh. foofy animals. So the dog's sitting in front of me, and he really likes me, and I really like him back. And I'm sitting on her staircase, which, of course, looks like a Cinderella. Ornate. Yes. Great. Yeah. Great pinpoint word. I almost wanted to say poignant, but I made the mistake of looking up that word, and, the, and it's a misnomer. Opulent. Ooh, uh, very good. Opulent. Okay. Opulent. I'm sitting on an opulent staircase, and I'm sitting on, like, the third step, and I'm wearing, I'm wearing a shirt for the Miami Heat basketball team, and it says... Um, those goons from Dade County because they're like a rough, rugged team this past year and they made it to the NBA Finals and they weren't supposed to and they're tough, hard nose. And another NBA player started calling them goons because a goon in sports is someone who goes out and just roughs you up instead right. of play good. 
And so he's saying those goons from Dade County. And I love shit like that. So I have that on. I think I have the black jeans on. And I'm sitting in a, in a part where, like, you know when mm-hmm. you play basketball and you're leaning forward, arms on your knees, and you're kind of, like, sitting, like, on a stoop. Yeah. I'm sitting like that, and the dog is sitting in front of me. And Lexi just happens to take a picture of us. And she shows it to me, and I look at it, and the dog is, like... The dog looks at this camera like he knows what pictures are. Right. And the tongue is out perfect. And because this dog, this little foofy dog was sitting with a vest in front of me, I give it that like I give it the deuces like it's like I give a gang sign. Right. I think that's hilarious. I post that and of course it gets like 250 likes and I still don't care. But I'm also like all hits, no misses now, baby. Like I just this must be who I am. (laughs) Right. This must be who I am. So then two days later, I'm writing for the first time. I, first time I sit down to write since quarantine. And I take this Hemingwayan prism photo of me writing with the iced tea, with the notebook that she got me, with the inscription that she gave me. And I'm looking at my favorite artwork, and I tag, the, I tag my favorite artist because we're Facebook friends. Right. Not, not because he wants to be friends with me. Right. Because he's a good guy, and I want to be friends with him. 70 likes. And I can already start to feel like, eh, that's not good. I'm already not, I'm not liking that again. I'm not as okay with that as I was a week ago. Right. And so this is where we're going. And then I get an idea for a sketch. I don't get an idea. I'm literally given an idea from someone I started comedy with, Drew Waters in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And he he sends me a message with a bunch of sketch ideas because he doesn't do comedy anymore. What's the artist's name, by the way? Do you want to share? Alexi Butirsky. Okay. He needed... Yeah, he, he needs he needs he needs a shout out for, he, he for Margaret a, for the twelve listeners. Yeah, Margaret, listen to Alexa. Alexei Butirsky, and he he's he's from Russia, and he does like landscape type stuff. And I found his work in Vegas. Lexi and I were walking through a museum in Vegas, and I I stumbled. I walked across this. It was a I don't know what they call, it, but some live version painting where they've got a paint. It's a painting on a wall, but they've also got lights behind it, and so like the like the yellows and the oranges pop through oh, because cool. they're backlit. And it just stopped. I could not stop looking at it. It just stopped me in my tracks. It's called City of Love. And basically what it is, is he, he does a landscape of a fictional corner in Paris that you can look at and see the Eiffel Tower in the background. And it's a rainy day, which you may know is my favorite. Yeah. And it's this coffee shop and it's a rainy day. And you just wouldn't believe like the detail of what you can see in the distance. And there's this girl walking kind of just off center and she's got an umbrella. It's just... Like it makes me feel good just to look at this thing. So it's on every background. Every computer I have, it's the background. Um, I'm interrupting you a lot here and I apologize no, it's for, good. for breaking up your flow. <clears throat> I, look, you can see I have goosebumps. I fully believe you're going to own that painting one day. Uh, as soon as I can scrounge up 7000 to $9,000 that I can light on fire. But that's my point. I think that you are going to have a moment in your comedy career when you can afford that painting without the drama of knowing how stupid it is to spend $7,000. You just go, I have $7,000 that I can light on fire or I could buy this painting. And there will be that moment where you go, this is what the fuck I've been doing all this time. And I have this painting and it'll be your trophy of going, okay, I fucking made it because I can flush $7,000 and I have this painting that means so much to me. I very much appreciate it. We're going to, we're going to record a podcast sometime in the future and play a clip from this and my prediction while we look at the fucking painting. Producer, market, market. For, for the people listening, by the way, I'm the producer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so <clears throat> that doesn't do so well. And and then this kid, Drew, Drew Waters, gives me, he sends me a message, a, a long message of a bunch of ideas. And you're a long message person. Yeah. And you know what my faults are. 
my faults are when you send me a long message, I, um, I abbreviate it as I, as yes. I read. So I don't, I, sometimes I only see like three or four spots cause my eyes just gravitate. I, I've got this, maybe it's ADHD and, and I'll, I'll look at the beginning kind of middle end. And I just happen to see, I'd happen to see the word COVID and I happen to see the word Santa. And I'm like, that's, that's hilarious. And I immediately think COVID Santa. Right. And this is December 20th. So I order a suit on Amazon. I'm like, I'm going to do COVID Santa. I sketch out the whole thing. Some of it's corny. Some of it's good. But I'm like, this is the best shot I've got. It's topical. It's good. I think I made it good. I'm ready to shoot it. I've got a tree. I've got a chair. I know how it's going to end, which is the most important part. That sometimes the toughest part is to get, how am I going to close this out with a punch? But I've, I've, I've got it. And then December 22nd, the suit's running late. And then December 23rd, there's no update. Fuck. And then December 24th, no update. And then Christmas comes and nothing. Ugh. But I'm still like, I can rewrite. Right. I'll just rewrite as long as I get it out by New Year's. Right. And then on the 27th, I think it was the 27th, I check Amazon and Amazon tells me that it's lost. So we can refund you. And I check Party City. Can I go buy one? None in stock. And I'm like, well... Now I'm looking and I'm going, this was the best shot I had to try to get some traction. And it's completely out of my hands, but I can't do anything about it. <clears throat> I'm done. And I'm just, just kind of ruminating and starting to feel pretty depressed. Uh, I'm starting to feel really anxious. People don't know what that is, by the way, to, to have to throw away something that you see brilliance in and just go, well, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Exactly right. It's it's a hard rejection. It's like a piece of you you can't get out. Right. And on what's today's date? Second. It's the Saturday the second. And this poor girlfriend of mine here had to deal with me after I found out the suit wasn't coming. And by the way, right? how childish do we sound saying, "What's the matter, Chris? My Santa suit. <laughs> My Santa suit didn't, didn't come <clears throat> So on Tuesday, December 29th at 1 a.m., so I guess Wednesday, at 1 a.m., I'm laying in bed with Lexi, and I just have a too honest moment and tell her that, I don't even want to say this, but I say it. I tell her for, I, I say I spend most of my life feeling like a crippling failure, and I've been spending half my days this week wishing I'd die. Because because it, it would it would hurt less than not being able to do what I want to do and wishing you never found comedy right yeah yeah I have that like I wish I just wish I never <clears throat> found it feels like and the day sorry the day before I had just said to somebody I think I'm done I think I'm done I've I think I've topped out and done everything I need to I can do I think I'm out and I know I said to you the day before no that mo Wednesday morning I said to you I'm done with acquaintances. They're not going to help me. Um, and I don't know why I expected them to help me. If my if acquaintances liked me more, I wouldn't live here. All I wanted was to be accepted in right. Pennsylvania when I was a kid. They did not like me. So I've got a hole in me that's driven me to California because my acquaintances don't like me. Once I got here, I don't know what would make me expect my acquaintances to push me forward. So I said, I don't know. I'm guessing anything I do is just going to get four likes on my comedy page because I only have a thousand followers and nobody cares. But that's all I'm doing anymore. And if that fizzles out, I'm just getting out of it altogether. That was Wednesday morning. Right. So Wednesday morning at 1 a.m., I'd say that to Lexi. 
at a, some other point in the morning I say that to you. At about 9.30, I get an idea in my head for a sketch about the twisted tea thing that's going on. And by the way, you, you jogged it into my memory because you've been posting about it a lot. Oh, yeah. I was making, I'm making memes about it. <clears throat> you were the reason I knew that a lot of other people were tracking this. Right. Because I saw it, but I've got a weird taste and the streets love me. So I didn't know if anybody else saw this. Right. And when you saw it, I was like, a lot of people must be talking about this. And then I saw some of the other comics posting it, and I'm like, everybody must be talking about this. But I always kind of, I usually gravitate away from those things right. for no reason. And so I get an idea at 9.30 in the morning. I'm about to do a podcast here at 11, and I get an idea at 9.30. And so I'm like, well, I have time. So at 10 o'clock, I drive over to the convenience store, and I buy four Twisted Tea tall cans. And by the way, I had tried to get a hold of you and you were like, I'll get back to you in a half an hour. Yes. And in that time, yes. this begins to transpire, the, the, the genesis of this. Which, by the way, for a little more backstory, at this convenience store, which is three blocks away from my house, about a week ago, I went there at 8.30 in the morning to buy four White Claws <laughs> for a sketch I was doing on a beer drinkers group on Facebook. Just okay. a quick one minute thing. Same clerk. So this girl has, in this past week, this girl has watched me come in at 8.30 a.m. and buy four White Claws, and she watched me, oh, and two and two Bud Light tall cans that day. Okay. So four, four White Claws, uh, two Bud Light tall cans. And then this past Wednesday, she saw me go in at 10 a.m. and buy four tall can <laughs> twisted tea iced teas. By the way, did the line move fast when I... <laughs> 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 For those, <laughs> for those of you who listen to this far down the road, Twisted Tea is in the news right now because there's a viral video in a convenience store about a lanky white dude taunting a, uh, a, a African-American dude. It's like a half black dude. I think it was. Um, and he's saying, the, he's saying the worst word you could possibly say to him. Right. And they're going back. He's going back and forth. With him. And he's and antagonizing him. He's long, yes, big time. And long story short, when this guy gets too confrontational, the black guy <laughs> unloads and cracks him with a twisted T and it busts open the twisted T container. If you're listening to this in the future, just just go to YouTube and type in twisted T smack. And it's a minute and 32 seconds long, the unedited version. It might be the best thing you've ever seen in your life he cracks him the twisted tea busts open the white dude clatters to the floor and then you hear the noise you've always heard in a convenience store and someone opens the door ding dong ding. yeah yeah ding that's dong. right that's right you got it crack falls into the count into the into an aisle ding dong yeah he it's, he like decletes him with it it's like a haymaker with a twisted tea i i've been writing and and filming sketches all year, you could not write something as perfect. The comedic timing is flawless. Even my Napoleon Dynamite music thing, which I had hours to synchronize, could never synchronize the way that that did. Yeah. So I get this idea. And I get, I get in line, and the line moves fast, because I'm a vaguely brown man. I'm not black. I'm a, I'm a bit Syrian, right? And, so, and, and I'm, I'm relatively dark for this section of town. <laughs> Especially for this section of town. So I get in line. Now, this is... Th Four days after this happened, and now everyone's watching it, and I get in line behind a bunch of good old oil boys, and I've got so four of these great. in my hand. So I, in my mind, I'm like, I'm this 
doing a sketch. And they're looking look like at this. Ready to brawl. I'm like, I wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> and so she looks at me like I'm like, I must have a really rough life that I'm buying this much booze at right. eight in the morning. I come home and I film it, do the podcast, um, call you. And after after you and I get off the phone, I edit it until Lexi gets here. And by the way, I had given you shit for not getting back to me. Yes, which is a bit of a pet peeve of yours. If you reach out, it's like true. I don't, and I put you off, or I, hey, I'm driving, I'll call you a bit, and I don't, it irks you a bit. Yeah. And so then I'm throwing it in your face a little bit, like, hey, you said a yeah. half an hour, motherfucker. It's it been is an hour a, and a half. It is a pet peeve of mine because you're you're one of the eight in my life, and when I feel like I can't get you unless you're driving or working, I get I get a sense of rejection. Yeah, I get it. So uh, even if you picked up here, even if you picked up and you're like, hey, I can't I can't talk, but when you pick up and you're like, oh, some there's an accident. <laughs> When I know you didn't mean to pick up, I'm well, like, well, goddamn it. When my truck connected the phone and I answered you and I didn't want to. <laughs> and then I say, oh, you didn't mean to. And you go, well, no, it's kind of it's, it's kind of important. I'm like, oh, I mean, what, what am I, chop liver? So, yeah, you gave me shit and I, and I just and, but you, but you and, and you explained to me, too, that like I got this idea and I just had to run with it. That's why I didn't get back to you. Yeah. So I wrote it. I got the idea at 930, wrote the lines out then, like then say this thing and kind of do it commercial style, put the sketch together. And you know I'm pretty methodical in how I put these out, but yeah. I didn't intend to. It just happened to go this way where it's 6 p.m. on Wednesday. I'm like, it was so hard to do this, but I'm like, I've got to put it out. And it's the first vertical video I've ever done, but I've got to put it out on my comedy page. I, I want to put it out on the personal page, try to get 2,000 likes. It's a little bit more guaranteed yes. that your friends are going to see it. But that. I'm putting it out on the comedy page. And so I do. And then a few minutes later, I check it and I see that the format's jacked up and you can't see my head. Yeah. And we realize a few seconds later that if you double tap it, it goes full screen and you can see it. But my first thing goes, who in the world's going to double tap it? Correct. So we're in the grocery store planning our New Year's meal. And I call you just lamenting of like, God damn man i was again yes again and i said to you this is as close as i'm ever gonna get it's never gonna be more worlds collide than this and i didn't do anything wrong technically to screw up the format it just happens to be my first vertical video was for this one and it just happens to be this one was my best chance and i screwed it up and it's over and i come home and i see that it has 18 shares um and, and we go to bed and I was like, well, this is messed up. I said, I don't even feel bad. Any, I, I, f I feel like I've just done everything. I feel like I've tried everything I could do and it didn't work. <clears throat> but I was like, but it's pretty cool. I got 18 chairs, even though the format's all messed up. And then we go to bed and I wake up. I don't even think I looked. I think I was on the way back from the grocery store again and speaking to my brother on the phone. And my brother said, things doing pretty good. It's got 6,000 views. <laughs> I was like, well, that's that's a good bit because yeah. I know because if there's if if it's got 18 shares it's got about 1500 to 2000 views so I'm just doing the math I'm like it's got 6000 shares it must have like 30 40 shares and I look and it's got like 65 it's like that's weird and so then by the end of the day it's got 23,000 and you text me and say, I think it's going to go to 30. I'm like, I, don't I think know. I think it's going to pass 30. I think it's going to pass 30. And then you write me and go, no, nah, I think it's going to do way more than that. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, maybe past 30. Then I wake up the next morning and it's at 32. And, and, and by the way, 
what was, are you willing to share? What was like the previous best? Do you recall? 20 low twenties. Yeah. So, and I remember knowing, okay, so this is going to beat whatever the, the, the kind of best is right now. It's going to go past that. And I had actually said it to family that I was with. I'd said it to Chris and Michelle and, and I said, this thing will do at least 30. And the, and then at some point they were like, Oh, you said 30. And I was like, no, no, I said at least 30. Yeah. Well, I thought maybe 30, even when it was 23, when we went to bed, cause like six to 23, maybe it hit its peak and it was going to taper. Right. That was Thursday. Friday I wake up and it's uh and it's 32. So we thought it might get to 30. By the time I'm up it's at 32. Right. And then by the time I go to bed Friday it's at it's just it it's just at 80 when I go to bed Friday. Right. And now I'm like maybe it gets to 100. And then I woke up today, today's Saturday. I woke up today and it was at 94. I'm like, well it's definitely going to get to 100. Right. And then by 9 a.m. it was 101. Right. And so the distinction, too, for folks that have never kind of experienced this, if you see it at 94, you could assume, okay, even as this peaks and then trails off, Mm -hmm. I'll probably, you know, trickle through and make it past 100. When you see it hit what was 104, you know that this hasn't peaked yet. This is still climbing. That's right. And so now I'm looking at it. And when I talk to you, I'm like, man, maybe it gets to maybe it gets to two. Maybe it gets to 250. Maybe it takes off. Now, I've since looked at it. And when we started recording, which was, and I'm sorry, how long, do you, how long ago do you think we started recording? How, how long do you think we've been recording? Keep in mind, I'm sorry. I can't look. Hour and a half. Two hours and 13 minutes. Oh, boy. So, yeah, we, we'll wrap this up in five. No worries. Because I know you got to go. Yeah. And so, as I look at it now, when we started recording, it was at 119 or 118. Jesus. But just tracking the amount of time when I woke up, it was at 94. Now it's 119, which means it's doing about 3,500 an hour. And I think it's starting to taper. Like, I think it's, I think it's going down from 35 to like the 34, 33, which suggests to me that by the time I either go to bed tonight or wake up tomorrow, it'll be at 150, which means it'll probably be less than 200 altogether. Okay. But it's still pretty damn cool. And it was enough to lift me out of the gigantic tomb I had placed myself into. And it's gotten like 3,000 shares. It's gotten like 2,000 likes. And I don't know if we talked about this yeah. for the people listening. When someone likes your post on your public page, you can invite them to like your page. Yeah. And so I got so many likes overnight that Facebook has shut me down from inviting those to like the page. Oh, no shit. Because I've invited more than 500 people. To How fucking t- cool. Today. Um, <clears throat> I, by the way, I was wondering about that. I forgot to, I didn't know if you even knew that mm-hmm. and was meaning to mention to that. And I thought, well, it doesn't matter because eventually he'll have that opportunity to check it to out. cruise through. Yep. I didn't know if you were taking advantage of that, but I also saw you, your, your followers climbing on your page mm-hmm. and wondering how many were, were going, oh, I like this and I'm going to follow and, and then if also if you were inviting them yeah. and then that generally takes time too. If you invite, it's going it, to, it'll be a little exactly. bit before you get the actual follow sometimes. So the cool thing is it's not going to go viral. It's going baby viral. But what, what it does do is it's like, it's my, like my, you can't look at it and you can't look at it and go, well, we don't, we, you have to look at my stupid face for three minutes. So like you, if you look, if you watch this thing, you know me. And you know my comedy, and that's pretty cool. And so if it gets another 300 followers, fine. But like the comments, I've also really taken to 
anybody who comments something nice, I'm writing them back. And somebody, this lady posted something really cool. And she said, like, keep them coming. Comedy is what gets me through life. Yes. Don't mean to be too bossy, but I'd really like to see more of these. And I wrote back, not bossy at all. Thank you so much. I've hope I've been hoping for six years to find all of you and that you'd tell me to keep them coming. This is all I've ever wanted. Yes. So, means and the world. fact that you're, I mean, you and I have <laughs> set out on a very similar path in the sense that it's not about fame. It's not about fortune. I want to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make as many people laugh mm-hmm. as possible. Yep. And the fact that not only did you make people laugh, you made a lot of people laugh and you made someone who really needed to laugh, laugh. And she wants more of it. Yep. And you know what's like, funny? Give me more. Joe and I were doing a podcast and he's like, we just came down to what to the what do you want from comedy thing? Like, do you want to be Kevin Hart or whatever? And I said, no, the, what, like what would make you happiest? And I said, basically, if I can make a living doing this now, not that this is this, but if I can make a living doing this and 200,000 people thought I was the best comic and the, like they just love yes. my shit. And when I did something above all else, they couldn't wait to see it. Um, not that this is that at all, but it is kind of poetic that it's most likely around 200,000 that are going to see this. And to this lady, if by chance that she stumbles across bomb diaries now too, stumbles across other things that you're doing and wants like that lady and wants more laughter, she can follow Daniel Betts comedy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's it, everybody. (laughs) 